That guy's brain is a bag full of cats. You could smell crazy on him. Have care how you speak. Loki is beyond reason, but he is of Asgard. And he is my brother. He killed 80 people in two days. He's adopted. Iron Man's the shit. Thor is the shit. The Hulk is the shit. The Avengers are the shit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know how far you were going to take that down the Marvel Universe, man. So hello and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. What's going on, everybody? You might be wondering why you're not hearing Dave. Dave is not here. Dave's not here, (laughs) man. Dave's not here, man. It sucks, but... We're doing a, uh, he wasn't, uh, see, you weren't even here last week or a couple weeks ago for uh, the Harry Potter uh, pod, but hopefully you learned some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Dave's not, uh, we're going to do, if you hadn't guessed by Justin's uh, beautiful opening there, (laughs) we are going to do all things Marvel, uh, the whole Marvel universe. We're going to, we're going to work our way through the first 10 of 19 films. I can't believe that, man. I I, kind of really, the OCD part of me really wants them to squeeze a a number 20 in there. Just to make it. uh, Yeah. yeah. Well, number 20 will be Miss Marvel, but, uh, or Captain Marvel. Is it Captain Marvel? That's what they're called. I think it's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna do this in two parts. The first part will be the first ten Marvel uh, films, and the second part will be uh, number eleven through nineteen, which are they're coming quick, man. You should see some of the dates on those. They're like oh, really? the years that are now. Like this year, we've had three. I know. Uh, and last year, I think we had three. So that's awesome. I mean, I guess they got the money to do it, and they can pump them out. And there's so much damn material out there. So promise me, once we get to the second pod, yes. I get to spoil Infinity Wars finally. Yeah, you probably can because I, I see a I see a lot of spoilers online for that. Yeah. A lot of joke memes. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah. That are like flying around in ashes. Yeah. <laughs> Dust in the wind. <laughs> Damn it! I kind of just did it right there. Didn't yeah. You? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you've always been a. Uh, a Marvel fan, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, ever since these movies came out, you know... Were you... I, did you not read the comics, or... I was never a comic guy. I was... But you did watch some of the, uh, like, the X-Men Oh, yeah, cartoons. X-Men, Spider-Man, I watched... Which, technically, I mean, we're not talking X-Men on this, because it's not really the Marvel Universe. We'll, yeah. d- we'll do a separate X-Men pod uh, easily, yeah. because they've got, like, five or six of them, and they're all awesome. Yeah. Because we could even put the Wolverine ones with them, yeah. and Logan. That'd be awesome. So, yeah. Three pods coming. Yeah, anytime you're ready. Uh, uh, but so, uh, I was I was more of just kind of like an action fear, uh, figure yeah. guy, you know. So I had all the toys. So, yeah. you know, to me, I don't necessarily know all the storylines. I didn't want to read. <laughs> <laughs> is what he's t- saying. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I, did wa- I did read a lot of the comics at some point, and then I would go years without reading them. And then my cousin always collected them, so it was always... Uh, was always around he always had posters and stuff around and i was always a big fan but growing up there was a lot more dc Mm -hmm. uh when it came to movies at least because you had all the christopher reeve superman movies then in 89 you had batman Batman, that came out and all the uh subsequent uh even the crappy uh uh later batmans there but we we had them at least yeah and uh swamp thing so there wasn't much i mean there's always been kind of uh Spider-Man's Spider-Man's have been floating around forever with different actors. Yeah. And it's weird that none of those I mean, they're done by Sony. That's kind of the reason they're not really Marvel properties. Interesting. Uh not until recently did they get the right to have Spider-Man back. They're still fighting to get the uh 
X-Men, really. So, oh, really? I mean, Fox owns the X-Men, uh, so Fantastic crazy. Four, and Deadpool. Really? So I don't see them giving Deadpool up anytime soon. No, although I, you know, they're going to... It's going to be hard not to have him cross over at some point, and they're not going to be able to do it unless some <laughs> Disney comes to an agreement with uh, Sony. But aren't they having, I think, some big deal just went down, so they might even own Sony by the time... Yeah, no kidding. By the time the pod comes out. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> on your acquisition there, Disney. <laughs> My stock just went up. Yeah, I think we all are owned by Disney at some oh, point. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we and did, were you a fan of the uh, both of the Spider-Man kind of franchises? That oh were yeah, before this, yeah, absolutely. I thought they were good when they came out, and then you know I don't think they uh, hold up. They don't hold up no. well at all. No, if you, I, if you go back and watch the Tobey Maguire ones, they're mm-hmm. really bad. Really, I mean the Andrew Garfield ones still still hold up pretty pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought his transformation was good. Yeah, you know, like when Which he one? was. Uh, Toby, Toby Maguire, yeah. you know, when he was just regular old Peter Parker, yeah. and then he wakes up the next day and he's, you know, jacked. And when he was a 26 year old, pretend to be yeah. a freshman <laughs> high school. <laughs> that has always uh-huh. been the problem, right. personally, for me, at mm-hmm. least, because when I read the Spider Man was one of the comics I was really into. They always had the greatest villains, in my opinion. And the movies have always had the worst fucking villains they've thrown. They're like, what, what Spider Man villains can we put in here? Let's put in the fucking lizard. Yeah. And, uh, I like Doc Ock, though. Uh, Doc Ock was great yeah and uh it was just at the wrong time man yeah if that was done now i'd still want alfred Molina to play him he was fucking amazing yeah no I he was great him in that and uh, i liked willem dafoe as the the goblin for a while there yeah dafoe and anything yeah i mean they should have done his face up he looks like a goblin so we're gonna cover his goblin like right. face <laughs> yeah, and know, right? uh, <laughs> and put him in a mask and so there was missteps all around, and the same thing with Andrew Garfield. He's too friggin' old, man. Yeah, and yeah. So that I'm so thrilled with uh, Tom Holland, and that he's see we're we're only he's not even in no, he's not any even. of these this pod. Yeah, sorry, he, Tom. He gets an honorable mention. You get an honorable mention in this pod. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get to talk about you until Civil War, what which a, is what's going to start off the next pod. What about you, Dave? What do you think? <laughs> Dave gives a thumbs up. We gagged him. We thought he wasn't here. He's here. We just gagged him. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dave. <laughs> You're hogging the mic. <laughs> Anytime you feel Gresh is coming on, you can direct him to Dave's chair over there. <laughs> Just let it flow. <laughs> That's Dave texting. Dave's texting. Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right, I forgot to silence my phone. All right. So I say we get right into it, man. Yeah, let's do it. I've been... Uh, I've been waiting to do this particular part yeah. for a while. Let here. me let me ask you a question. Sure. What have you been doing for the last few days? Uh, I don't know. What are you What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, well, see, my wife's out of town, so I've actually watched all ten of these movies. I'm so envious <laughs> of you right now. Well, see, I work overnight too, right. and that's what it kind of comes down to. Is uh, not only do I work overnight, I don't sleep long. Like I get home from work at like six a.m. and I will still wake up at like eight thirty. Yeah, morning. Well, I remember when we went to the and, movies to see Rampage yeah. or Infinity Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm also the type of person that no matter what I'm doing around the house, if I'm writing or I'm uh, just doing housework or anything, I want something on the television. Mm-hmm. And if my wife's not here, it'll always be a movie. So, right. so I, knowing that we were going to do this, I just went through it. Uh, I actually started 
Not with the first one. I started with number two and worked my way all the way to the end and then finished with number one oh, nice. on the list, too, which was it's actually not a bad way of doing it. <laughs> I was just eager to see number two because I had, hadn't been, had been a while since I had seen it. Uh-huh. So I am uh, somewhat familiar with the, with the material. We'll see. <laughs> uh did you see you saw probably most of these in the theater too I'm pretty i, I would sure imagine I saw all of them really the all of them yeah yeah i'm looking at down this list i think i probably saw all of them yeah. in the theater so all right let's start with number one and this is really where it happened man people got to remember that before this um movie it was it was all like we said it was <laughs> the random spider-man movie and it was yeah. the sony acquisition movies uh like the x-men this was kind of the first beginning of a universe yeah, you know, and I don't like think a, it was really intended. It might have been in the back of their mind, but it wasn't on like the big spreadsheets that they yeah, have now. Yeah, let's plan but, out the next fifteen years. Well, they've got yeah. the next seriously. They got the next like four years figured out already, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and we're recording this. This is the week. Uh, I don't know when we're, uh, this episode's going to drop, but uh, when we're recording this, we are a day away from San Diego Comic-Con that starts tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yep. So all the crazy trailers come out tomorrow. Nice. You will literally see, I'll text you some. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Like, you're going to see like 10 awesome trailers that are going to pop out once. One of them that they've been teasing and it it comes out tomorrow is uh, Glass. The new oh glass. hell yes! So there's a great trailer for it. Apparently they they already showed a teaser of it, and the teaser was and it wasn't even worth sharing. Uh-huh. Uh, it wasn't anything interesting, but uh, they say the one maybe it's Friday. It's going to come out. I think it's Friday they release it. So, mm-hmm. and I follow all that stuff, so I'll know when they drop. So, and I don't know what Marvel's going to be showing if they're going to. They would be great. If they showed Mister Miss uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Hers is going to be another one that's going to be amazing. But anyway, so the movie that kind of starts it off is uh, Iron Man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, it's what's interesting to me about the Iron Man movies and the, them picking this character is he, he wasn't that great of a uh, or grandiose of a character in the comics. Oh, really? You know, he was an alcoholic uh, playboy who just had a lot of fucking money. Right. And uh, was kind of an asshole to people. And uh, <laughs> he had some decent storylines. I remember a couple uh, great runs that I uh, collected growing up. But it's just not. He wasn't really that flashy, right? Until you got Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and <laughs> you know? and you know, I I really can't think of anybody else doing that role. No, I, he nope. plays it so well. Him and Chris Evans. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I couldn't think of anyone for that either. Uh, John Favre did this, and who the hell knew Favre would be able to pull this off? The guy from Swingers, man. I know, and uh, uh, necessary rough or not? Has necessary, it, yeah, no the replacements. Uh, replacements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Rudy, he was his buddy. Yeah, Rudy, absolutely. Man. Yeah, I've been following John Favre forever, and I, that was one of those shocks when I found out that he had done this. Uh, and I was kind of out of the loop when this movie was in pre-production, and even when it came out, because we were uh, we were busy making a movie of our own. Yeah, that's time. crazy, man. It came out in 2008, and in 2008, we were uh, we were on the set filming uh, our uh, Project last movie, Threshold. Project Threshold. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then it was released in 2009. But uh, yeah, we were filming it. Because I remember everyone had gone to see it that was yeah. on the set. Oh, really? I remember talking to... Uh, I think it was Curtis and Tina, and they were mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh, you haven't seen Iron Man? You should see Iron Man. Yeah. It's way better than you even think it's going to be." Right. That was what everyone's thing was. That they were saying, "Oh, it's a hell of a lot more serious and and really, really grounded than you think it would be." Mm-hmm. Because you up till then, superhero movies were flashy and they had capes right. and yeah. uh, you know it oh. was. 
when there was a level of cheese that was always there. And this movie was super serious. There were some parts of this movie that reminded me of like Black Hawk Down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This was a serious war movie and yeah. a lot of parts of it, too, and like modern warfare. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I love, you know, at the beginning when he's um, showing the military the Jericho yeah. missiles, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, he sells them to the military and he's has his glass of cognac sitting in that I want one of those containers so bad <laughs> you know and uh, what's he say he says no no you know this is the fun v you can't ride in the fun v <laughs> yeah. and he they end up the uh, what do they call it? The not the squad, but the like the Taliban or whoever it was. Yeah, they end there. up attacking, attacking them with him. missiles and yep. kidnapping Tony Stark. It, this was in the first like ten minutes of the movie. Too. Yeah, really, and, and that's really what killed it for this movie too, because you got in there and it just dropped you into this world. Yeah, and into this guy, and you knew who he was. You were like, all right, this guy's a crazy arms dealer, but he's flashing, he's charismatic, yeah. and for some reason I like him. Right. And then immediately all that is taken from them when he gets captured yeah. and get thrown into a cave. And he wakes up hooked up to a car battery. Oh, my you know? God. <laughs> like... Oh, man. This this scene you're about to talk about, if I had to come up with my top ten scenes from mm-hmm. Marvel movies, I mm-hmm. think the whole cave sequence Oh yeah. with Tony all Stark. All the way to him getting that, out. The other actor who I should know his name because he was phenomenal. Yeah, this, he really uh, was great. So, I'm going to look him up real quick. Uh, so he he gets thrown in this cave, and uh, what happens is he's injured so much because of the blast that uh, that put him in there when the squad was attacked. Shrapnel has gone into his heart, and this I think he's like a mechanical engineer. Uh, it's like an Iraqi mechanical engineer who just happens to be in the cave with him. Right. Well, there I think his name is. Um, uh, oh, you gonna butcher it? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I might. It's Ho Yinsen. <laughs> I think that's his name. Yeah, no, Sean Taub. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at the character name. It's Billy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I think he is. He's, he's some kind of uh, scientist who had actually met Tony Stark yeah. previously at one I of the conventions. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Because um, he tells him about that. and so, so he builds something to keep the shrapnel away from Tony's heart, which yeah. ends up becoming the, uh, what do they call that, the reactor? That the arc wearing. reactor. The arc reactor. Yeah. So and it's from that point forward we uh, see it in his chest from all the Marvel movies. He's yeah. updated it uh, since then, but it was just an ingenious thing that you immediately bought into when they told you, "Oh wait, this is keeping the shrapnel from going into his heart." Right? Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, you know, and that was one of the things is like it, that I liked as opposed to like Batman. I love Batman, but you know his parents were killed when he was young, and that's what fuels his yeah, yeah, fear. Yeah. And you can't really experience that. With him, you literally see like who he is, who he becomes, yeah. and what happens afterwards. So they take you on that journey, and it just starts to open that character up. You know? Absolutely. They, uh, so the Taliban, what they do is they come in uh, to the cave, and they want him to build one of the Patriot missiles yeah. that, uh, that he's famous for because yeah. he's Tony Stark, the... Uh, the arms dealer, yeah. you know. So I want they want his weaponry. Yep. So he's kind of lies to them. Well, very much lies to them, and, yeah. and they think that he's down there building this missile for him. And what he's actually doing is building the very first Iron Man suit, right? And all that stuff was awesome with that other guy, man. When they were just figuring out how to do it and trying to, it was very tense and stressful too. Mm-hmm. You remember, especially when there's a scene where he comes in there and he threatens to burn that guy's burn like eye with, out yeah. with a big ass like red coal. Yeah. And Tony's like, I need him. He's my assistant. Yeah. I need him. Yeah. And he gives him like one more day. Yep. And then when he gets in there and they realize and they're doing that great cutback between 
the bad guys and Tony and Tony realizes they they got to move now and he got to get him in the suit. But yeah. he realizes the his other guy uh, with him that at some point they realizes he's not going to make it. Yeah. And he's going to have to just give his life for kind of well, Tony. And, and yeah, and he even says like this was always the plan. Yeah. You know, like he knew from the beginning, like, yeah. you know, so oh, such it, a good It is a really good scene intense there, scene, you know, man. Yeah. And it, uh, it, it lasts for like... I mean, the movie starts right out, and basically you get thrown into this scene, and the scene lasts for probably 25, 30 minutes. So oh, I yeah. think the first 40 minutes of the movie is probably him getting out of that kind of cave and yeah. back to his normal life. What makes this difficult for his normal life now is he's an arms dealer, but he's now he's an arms dealer with a conscience, and he's right. seeing the effect like super directly. Yeah. That what he's been doing is causing on people and... Especially when they drag him out there and he sees Stark name on everything. Yeah, All exactly. the different cases and everything. So he doesn't want to do it anymore, but he's got... Uh, Jebediah. He's got Jebediah, yeah. who is uh, brilliantly played by the great Jeff Bridges. He is crazy bald, really man. good. He looks, yeah, yeah. he looks really crazy. He looks crazy. scary like that. Yeah, he like. does look scary. I'm, uh, have you seen uh, Hell or High Water yet? No. Man, you got to see that, where yeah. he's the sheriff and uh, Chris Pine and, you know... Uh, Captain Kirk, mm-hmm. Chris Pine, and God, what the hell? Oh, wait, is, is that the bank robbery? The bank robbery. Movie? Yeah, I have yeah, seen yeah, that where yeah. they go and rob the banks yeah. because of the. And then at the end, he has to use the scope and the rifle and uh, take them down. Oh, that's yeah, right. Really I forgot scene. about that. But he's he can play that like crazy old guy now. And he do, he's done that like in True Grit. He played that character mm-hmm. and everything. This might have been the first one where he kind of made that jump from what we are used to seeing. Uh, Jeff Bridges play to yeah. something kind of crazy. Well, and I mean, think about it from... He's the dude. I mean, Well, he's the dude, <laughs> but he, he's also the guy from Blown Away. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. So it's, it's a range. Yeah, I, as from an actor's point of view, I would be really pissed off if I've done a certain amount of movies and I hadn't played a villain yet. You know, I'd be wanting to For play sure. a villain. He actually played a really uh, bad villain in uh, Jagged Edge. Uh, it turned mm. out that uh, man, he was like a wife killer in that one. Oh wow, he, he was he was scary. Um, but so he's kind of was already set to take over Tony's company because Tony had disappeared. Right, and you got the impression that he wanted it to happen regardless of Tony getting back or not. Yeah, that he was just going to be that opposition to him, and he wants to create his own kind of Iron Man suit, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's got an opposing kind of force here. Uh, who really, I think the Stark Corporation probably would side with Jebediah because they're not taking the same standards as Tony, who, who we shouldn't be making missiles anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Money missiles yeah. or not. Um, yeah. We should also mention in the first movie we had uh, Terrence Howard. Right. What's the What's the deal with Terrence Howard, man? Where is he in the other movies? I don't know, man. Dave, where is he? Yeah. Where's Terrence Howard? <laughs> Tell us, Dave. Tell us now. <laughs> Someone stole Terrence Howard. And I ain't leaving here until I find out where he is. <laughs> now we were talking earlier. I'm not sure what it was with it. I but yeah. I heard it's still going on. He's like still complaining uh, about. Uh, I don't know whose decision it was. I don't think it was his. I think he was ready to come back and do it. Uh-huh. I think they. I don't know how they wouldn't like what he puts out because he's phenomenal. Yeah, he and really he, is. And he put out a solid performance as uh, as Rhodey in this one. Yeah. And uh, he gets replaced by Don Cheadle yeah. in Iron Man 2, who does a phenomenal job, and I can't imagine anyone else doing it now that no, you've yeah, seen Don absolutely. Cheadle because he's been in so many of them. Uh, 
but they're both high caliber actors at least i suppose see as from a continuity standpoint i wish they had gone with them from the beginning yeah you know but at least we got to see a little of uh terrence yeah well and at least it wasn't like iron man 3 and then change over you yeah, know what yeah, i mean because yeah. it'd been like um you might yeah. as well have just killed him off you no know? i guess after <laughs> like, the first one once you get two under your belt and everything yeah but he gets to say he's in part of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, right. I mean, he's probably pissed off. He can go. He can go screaming, "Bitch!" with Ed Norton over yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Mark Ruffalo, yeah. <laughs> uh, who is awesome as the Hulk and is only going to get very few mentions on today's pod. I just got to throw him out there. Yeah, he's he's yeah, really. I mean, just uh, in that one and that yeah, one, are, exactly. I think only two mentions yeah. in this. So. But yeah, Iron Man, and it, it came on uh, down to the. Uh, oh, we got to mention Happy Man because I uh, mm-hmm. I love that we mentioned him as a director, but we should mention that John Favre not only directed this movie, but he also plays the character of Happy. Oh yeah, who's in several of the uh, other ones and put in probably one of his best performances, Spider Man Homecoming. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, going around just being annoyed by uh, by Peter and everything was really fantastic. <laughs> I liked him in number two, uh, Iron Man two, which is where I'm going to take it here in a second. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I think it was a, it was a solid solid entry that we knew that they were going to immediately go into the next film. I think what was it, two years? So I think they started filming almost immediately. I'm sure they and did. And they introduced all these characters. The Agent Coulson's another one of the uh, major characters that they introduced in uh, the Iron Man movie that carries on not only through at least the first five uh, um, Marvel Universe movies, but then into the Shield series. Have you, you haven't seen the Shield series? I haven't. Yeah. Not big TV guy. I'm not, you know? man. I, I wouldn't. If my wife would let me get rid of cable, I, I think I would just be happy know, watching well, movies. But so I tried to watch Jessica Jones. I tried to watch um, Iron Fist. I tried to watch one of the other ones, and for me, I just can't get past the cheesy stunts. There's you some know, people are supposed to be there. like super strong, yeah, and they go to throw somebody, and it's like they threw him two feet. And that's why you got to watch Daredevil, man. Yeah, Dare- Daredevil is the only one that's gritty as hell. I'll and check it the out. The stunt work in that is like it's better than most of the stunt work. You think of like the best scenes with like Scarlett Johansson kicking someone's ass or something. It's yeah. like. It's like that, but it's in like a hallway mm-hmm. or like a closet. It's oh, wow. like super close. It's very kung fu like. Uh, I think out. you would like the Daredevil one, especially over the other ones on there. The other ones do have a major level of cheese in it. Yeah, I just There's can't not get a whole lot of it. cheese in Daredevil or I haven't seen The Punisher, but I saw him in season 2 of Daredevil, which he was phenomenal in season 2 of Daredevil. Uh-huh. Really good. Well, so I'll, I can't I'll at least watch those two seasons yeah. then so I can do get that a and uh, and <laughs> and then you'll just be disappointed how bad the other ones are. But they just did finish season three of Daredevil, uh, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio is one of the best things of that Daredevil season two, uh, or season uh, one and a little bit of season two, uh, was him playing the Kingpin. Oh, really? Which was another uh, crossover because the Kingpin was a major Daredevil villain, mm. but he was also a major, major Spider-Man That's villain. what I thought, yeah. yeah. And if they, he could make his way into this Marvel universe, D'Onofrio gained all the weight, and he is that's probably one of the best Marvel villains, actually. Oh, yeah? So for any reason, you should watch that because it, 
they do something really great with his character that immediately kind of makes you feel for him, but and you realize the issues that he has. Mm. But he's, he's I actually uh, really liked Michael Clark Duncan. <sighs> I, I I did I did I didn't like the movie, but yeah. I liked him as the kingpin. Uh, I thought that was a good twist. I think he, it certainly was a twist. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll like D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio not only does he look like him, but he acts like him, and he really creates a character. Then D'Onofrio is one of those next level actors mm-hmm. that when he does that type of stuff. Like I was recently watching him in the cell. He's so crazy in the cell, man. Have you, really? Do you remember the cell? No, I haven't seen. Oh, it. you we, haven't seen? We, it? we talked, talked about, about that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. Because I always get the cube in the cell confused. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, cell. He was yeah. evil as hell, man. He had hooks in his. He had like loops in his back, Ugh. and he would hang himself from the ceiling, suspend himself. He was crazy. He's definitely one of the more vicious serial killers. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. <laughs> 2010, man. And uh, a lot of good stuff of this. What, what is your first thoughts when you think Iron Man 2? Uh, probably Mickey Rourke. Hells yeah. You know. With, <laughs> as uh, it should be. Because yeah. Mickey Rourke was amazing in this. Absolutely he was. Uh, just as amazing for my money as Sam Rockwell in he this. He's so good. God, man. You talk about just... He plays His that energy, character, man. Yeah, That's uh, a good way to uh, say it. If you've seen one really good, I there's so many great performances by Sam Rockwell. I uh, Seven go, Psychopaths. That's what I always uh, go to. Moon is probably the upper echelon. Probably mm-hmm. the number one performance he ever did was Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just so amazing in it. But even like Green Mile. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In that uh, that three billboards in Ebbing, Missouri, he I was amazing that in that. Really, really good. Yeah. He deserved. He won the. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure he won the Oscar for that, or it was the Golden Globe. One, he, I remember his speech. So I know. I know it was one of the two that he. I won. know the lead female. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, France McDermott. Yeah, we yeah, did a whole pot on her, man. Yeah, I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't remember her name. We're talking Marvel, man. I, I, I'm not. My brain was to... elsewhere. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sam Rockwell, he was amazing in Iron Man 2. He came in as like this uh, sleazy, he's just similar to like Tony Stark. It's like a yeah. a lesser, not as good as his job. Well, it was Tony, Tony Stark. Yeah, exactly. He didn't have the conscience. Yeah. You know and what I he mean? didn't have the, the women or the uh, success, the really. That, yeah. came out with, that came out with Tony that he did, and it really bugged the shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you've got. Uh, You've got Mickey Rourke, who's this crazy Russian whose family was killed by the Starks. Yeah. Not even Tony. It's like the Howard Stark. Right. Um, that's right. And I love what they do with Howard Stark in a lot of these movies. And you get to see Howard a lot more, the actor that plays him. Uh, mm-hmm. Damn, I can't remember him. This kid, it's a guy from Preacher, man. He's really, really fucking amazing in Preacher also, uh, which is a great series. So. Yeah. He's good, though, as... as- as Tony, but the uh, the the elder Tony, which you get to see in right. like Civil War, that's played by John Slattery, who's from Mad Men, uh-huh. and he's really really good in that too. So, so apparently one of those two, Howard, I don't know what era it was that killed his uh, parents. It must have been Howard when he was older or something. Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, it had to have been. Well, because his father had some kind of secret. They were working together to try and get. Um, they, they they had a project that they were working on and oh, Stark, that's right, because he was, Howard Stark yeah. took the thing yeah. because that's what he was saying is like your father your, your father over, right. stole from my family that's you know right, what I mean right. yeah um, because I forgot you you look at Mickey Rourke in this movie especially when you're just watching the trailers or you just uh, you think of Mickey Rourke as this 
imposing guy and he's, he eventually becomes whiplash in this movie and yeah. he's whipping those things oh, around and everything. Man, but things are so he's cool. like super, super smart. Like yeah. he's a chemical engineer or Absolutely. something. So there's scenes where you see him building stuff that is Get really, really intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want the bird. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't my bird. Yeah. <laughs> and he really sold into this role, man. Like oh, Mickey yeah. Rourke does, man. Yeah, no, he's, he gets, he's a great actor. He's a phenomenal man. actor and he really, you could tell that there's no part of him that I did not think was Russian. No. Like you got no. the impression he hung out with Russians for like a year. Yeah. Well, and I mean, he had the, you know, he's got the, the tattoos the, and, and the teeth, teeth and everything and like that. I mean, he's huge too, crazy. dude. I mean, that scene on the, for me, when I think Iron Man 2 specifically is the NASCAR scene or the, yeah. the indie scene or yeah. whatever it was. Indie, yeah. And uh, yeah, because it was right on the streets. Yeah. Oh so, and it was in like Paris or I think it was in like France or something. I'm not sure where it was. Yeah. I just know he it was overseas. freaking chops that car in half. Yeah. And, and you see the liquid metal floating uh, away from the car where he's just cut it in pieces, you know? I love the the moment where, and this one was also uh, directed by John Favre, she mentioned that. But there's a great moment when Mickey Rourke exits onto the track and he's wearing his orange jumpsuit uh-huh. completely. And he doesn't even bother taking it off. He just turns the shit on and it burns it off of him. Right. And it, yeah. and it cuts to like around his waist. Yeah. And then him building up speed to oh use those gosh, things. Yeah. And just, <laughs> it was yeah. intense, oh, man. man. Really, really crazy good yeah. scene from that movie. And then followed up right after that was that amazing um, prison break. Do you remember the prison break? Uh, well, yeah, I remember they they bring him some food or something like that, and yeah, they give him a knife. They right? give him a. Uh, it's a weird. I I don't know what it is. It's like a. It's like a time. Oh, grenade. it's like C four. Yeah, and it's got a timer yeah, already like, on it. What's great though is they give it to him, and he immediately kills his bunkmate. Yeah, well, they <laughs> they put him in with him. Yeah, because he looks he's the exact same size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then once that thing is delivered, he realizes, oh my god, this is my moment. Someone's right. allowing me to escape if I can, and so he kills his uh, roommate. He literally works quick and like puts the like C four on the door. Yeah, right there, and then boom, yeah. goes out, and he just walks out, and they put him in a uh, car, and they take him to Sam Rockwell. Yeah, one of the best scenes in this movie is him just sitting with Sam Rockwell, eating lobster, Sam, and, eating lobster, and yeah. uh, just uh, just chatting back and forth, and literally, I think ninety percent of the conversation is Sam Rockwell. Oh yeah, just absolutely, doing, it is just doing Sam Rockwell type dialogue and everything yeah. to the point where he's like, "Do you so understand good. me? Do you, yeah, do you, yeah. Can you, can you understand what I'm talking about here? <laughs> I want to give you money to build yeah. the shit so you could uh, embarrass Tony at the basically the arms show, uh, right? And not realizing that he's building a whole bunch of crazy shit." Uh, with Sam Rockwell's money and everything. Yeah, he's like, can you fit a head in here? Can you fit in here? <laughs> drones work drones, better. Drones work better. Yeah. <laughs> and this this was the first time that we actually got to see a lot of the drones because it was crazy what Mickey Rourke's drones were doing. And then shortly after this, by Iron Man 3, Tony was doing them. Right. I mean, he just kind of like yeah, copied I'm, all his Iron Man. What was the name? What did he call him? I can't remember. Who's this, Mickey Rourke? No. Or Tony. Tony. Yeah. Um, Iron Curtain? Maybe that oh, was what yeah. it was. What an Iron Maiden. <laughs> that would have been cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Bring us the Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I loved Iron Man too. I thought it was a great uh, showing. I and not until like the end, but they were showing end clips. I wish I could remember every end clip at oh, the end yeah. of this. Oh yeah, I miss so do Some I. of them, if I remember them, I'll mention them. But a lot of them, I'm I'm not sure what they were. Like at the end of Iron Man two, I think they show. Is it the hammer? 
I think so. That's, I think they that's show the hammer because it goes Coulson, in the Thor. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times it's the it's they're going to show you something that happens for the very next film, so right. you can probably even figure it out. But also, Don Cheadle was great. Don Cheadle, yeah, to we, come through, you know, and just take that spot and just the fill fans that role. were not very welcoming 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 them uh, into the Marvel universe as they sometimes do. But mm. he had to like win him over. Yeah, and I think he win him over. I don't think people even think about. Sorry, Terrence, I don't think yeah. anyone thinks no. of him. You, you're back on Empire. Buddy. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're getting a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and. Yeah, Don Cheadle was amazing in it. And they really kind of flushed out that relationship between him and uh, Tony, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that it continued later on when they were, when <laughs> basically you had people taking sides between uh, Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, and you knew who automatically was going to go to whose yeah. side. You knew Bucky was going to automatically go with Steve, and yeah. you knew uh, War Machine was going to go with Tony. So, yeah. I mean, really cool. So, this next one. 2011, the very next year. Actually, 2011, we saw two Marvel movies. So this is oh, when wow. they really started to make a move. Yeah. Because they just did Iron Man. They did Iron Man 2. Number three here is Thor. Yeah. And then we'll talk about we'll talk about Thor first, but later that year was Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk Thor. I love Thor. I, I loved when it came out. I didn't know what to expect when it came out because it's one of those... It's also one of the comics that looks really cool, uh-huh. but a lot of it is him speaking in like kind of medieval speak. Right. Yeah. When it, so it wasn't a very easy comic book to read as a kid, uh-huh. but I really, really wanted to like it because I love the. He was always fighting like dragons or these big like uh, giants or cyclops or uh, lizard creatures or stuff like that. So mm. I always wanted to like it because I like Conan a lot. Uh-huh. And you thought Thor was basically it, but they added a lot of the uh, what the Norse kind of uh, history and everything with, right. with Odin and all that. but So we didn't know what to expect, and who the hell knew who uh, Chris Helmsworth was? Yeah, no kidding. Point. Was he in something else before He was this? in a couple of things. Was he? Um, off the top of my head, I couldn't yeah, tell I, you. Yeah, I don't think I know him. I've seen several things since then that I really liked him in. That race car movie, he was really great. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. His, the other guy in that was the guy who played Zemu in uh, Civil War. Oh, the really? The guy in Civil War. It huh. was him and Chris Helmsworth. And I like Cribs Helm- Helmsworth in um, Ghostbusters. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, yeah, he was. He oh, was awesome. Man, he was that. hilarious. <laughs> uh, so Thor, and I, what I liked about Thor is shortly after it started out too, and I remember seeing it in the theater, and I was like, all right, this is going to be kind of cool. They're introducing mm. to this world and everything. But I love the idea that shortly, I'm thinking like 10 or 15 minutes into the movie, it, he gets shot into shot to Earth. Yeah. And then it's literally a fish out of water situation. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know what cars are. He'll just walk in the middle of the street. <laughs> People are beeping horns at him. Yeah. He uh, he runs across the hottest Israeli woman in, woman in the planet <laughs> by uh, uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah. And uh, what was her friend's name? I can't remember. I, I meant to look it up, too, because she's funny as hell in this movie. And this is she the perfect is really role funny. for her. I think it's, is it Kat Denning? Maybe. I think it's Kat Dennings. Maybe. It might be plural, Kat Dennings. But she's really, really good, and she plays this type of role, that really sarcastic, I don't give a fuck, sidekick. Right. She, yeah, she's from Two Yeah, that's Girls. it, Kat Dennings, yeah. Kat Dennings, yeah. yeah. She's really funny. She's in this one, and she's in uh, The Dark World. Right. Um, I also love that they got a veteran actor for this. They got Stellan Skarsgård, yeah. who's awesome in this He is movie. great. And he is very, has a major role. And oh, a yeah. lot of these Marvel movies, and it goes into the Avengers, mm-hmm. and we see him even uh, in Age of Ultron also, I think. 
Was he in Age of Ultron? I think he was. Just briefly? I think he's been in all the Avengers, wasn't he? Yeah. In, uh, well, in... because he's... And he's been on all the Thors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that. for sure. Yeah, because Eric... He has one of my favorite scenes from Thor The Dark World. I'll talk about that when it gets there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love that he... And I love what happens to him in the Avengers, too. We'll talk about that yeah. when it gets there, too. But let's go back to Thor. <laughs> so Thor... There was a lot of great stuff that they were able to work into this movie that uh, made it really interesting. First of all, the Loki character mm-hmm. is still one of the best kind of most charismatic villains, I guess I would say, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So much so that the fans almost demanded him to kind of be yeah. back. Yeah, you just and can't kill him. You just can't kill him. <laughs> I mean, he's the him. he's Loki. He's the trickster, man. Exactly. You're, and you yeah. can't be angry at him uh for like pretending to be his his uh, Odin or whatever he's Absolutely, doing, you, know, you yeah. can't trust anything around him. So you kind of got the uh, you kind of got that right off the bat that these brothers <laughs> don't give a shit about each other. <laughs> and uh, I love how they set up kind of the hammer. You know, the idea that the uh, that only Thor could pick the hammer up. Right. Yeah. Which is he's worthy. It's been used for comic relief in several. Of oh yeah, yeah. Too man. One of my favorites is an Age of Ultron where they're all getting it's, drunk. That's my favorite. That's my <laughs> favorite, dude. And before there, when they give uh, when they give Stan Lee the uh, the alcohol, oh, this is not for yeah. human consumption. Yeah, like, give it to me, boy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny. Yeah. Uh, what I. Uh, so with the with that story being with the hammer too, one of my favorite scenes is very shortly into the movie. Odin strips Thor of all his right. kind of his armor, his power. He throws his hammer off, and he says, "Only the this is only for someone who's worthy enough to kind of uh, to yield ha- handle it, a yield yeah. it. Good one." And uh, <laughs> so it kind of goes in. I'm I'm trying to think what town this was. It felt very like New Mexico. Yeah, or, it was something like yeah. that. And uh, the hammer just kind of flies down into a crater and sticks out of the ground. And mm-hmm. before S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of gets uh, wind of it and kind of sections the whole place off and goes all E.T. on it. Yeah, right. And puts all the, uh, plastic, the plastic wrap all around over it. the place. Yeah. Uh, a whole bunch of rednecks come. It starts with one and then they come multiply. And I don't know what song. <laughs> they play As like... rednecks do. <laughs> yeah, do. More pickup trucks. Yeah. <laughs> We're surrounded by rednecks. We know what we're talking about. I here. drive a pickup. Truck. <laughs> I'm sitting with a redneck. <laughs> help! Help! What do you think, Dave? <laughs> You're no help, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're all like they're all getting together, drinking their beers, and trying to pull the hammer off the ground, and no right. one can do it. And they one of them ties like the back of their truck to it, and just tears the whole back end oh, like, off the truck my completely. God, I forgot about oh, that. Oh man, it was so fun. But then, uh-huh. like then like most redneck <laughs> like, like most redneck parties, the popo shows up, fucks <laughs> <laughs> everything up. <laughs> Ain't no party like a redneck party because the popo make it go stop. <laughs> so you've got. Uh, Remember they Natalie Portman hits him with a car. Oh yeah, Remember? that's right. She hits him with a car because yeah. she goes on. Please don't be dead. Please don't be dead. Yeah, Denning's like, if you need CPR, I can totally give him CPR. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and they were just like uh, they were. They just happened to be like research science scientists coming up with some kind of energy field study yeah, or something. Were, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Stellan was kind of the lead guy on it, so they just kind of. Happen to get hit by the Stumble perfect in. people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, really? So they're, they kind of, that's where Thor starts a relationship there with Jane. And uh, <laughs> Jane becomes um, Thor. She's like the new Thor. Thor's a g- woman now in the comics. Really? And it's Jane. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, Jane something. What the hell was her last name? 
Uh, Foster? Jane Foster? Uh, maybe. I maybe. think that's right. Huh. I'm going to give you that one. I think so. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this movie, it went down. They, uh, one of my favorite uh, people in this whole movie, and we haven't mentioned me, it was Idris Elba. Uh, I love the he's character. He's great in everything. Dude. He really is. He should be Bond. I'm really pissed he's I not Bond. I totally agree. And uh, one of my favorite thing he does is the Thor movie. I just like the character that kind of sits on the edge of the of Asgard. Yeah. And watches the universe. That's so cool. And can see where people are. And there's points where he can pick Jane out. Yeah. And it's really really fun. Right. And uh, we were talking earlier. Yeah. He was he uh, he was great in The Wire. I think that was that was the first time I think I ever saw him when he played. Uh, uh, it wasn't Stringer Bell. It was Stringer Bell's like right hand man, but he was really phenomenal in it. So, anyways, this this was all dealt with like the Thor and Loki kind of fight, and where the scepter and this is where the did the tesseract come in. I think the tesseract was what was they were trying to study maybe because the yeah. tesseract was still on Earth. Remember because. Yeah. Uh, Steve Rogers found it, but you didn't know that yet. I'm trying to think which one. I think I'm confusing uh, Thor Dark World with Thor. Because at one point, remember, was it the end sequence? I think it was the end sequence where the, uh, you know, Thor's like right-hand men, the, the one yeah, woman. right. And then there's that guy who, who was the Punisher in the war zone. Right. Uh, they go and drop the Tesseract off at uh, the Collector. Which was the very first oh, time yeah, we saw the collector. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was before Guardians, because Guardians was the second time we had seen him, and man, he was phenomenal. In that How day. interesting is that that Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro are both in the Marvel series and have both made Sicario together? Oh yeah, yeah. He's oh man, I bet there's like a six degrees of a lot of different people. Oh yeah, uh, in the Marvel universe because there's just so many people that come on to guest star and everything. So yeah, Thor got introduced really kind of uh, well, I think, in this uh, series. Completely likable. Chris Helmsworth is another person that you could not imagine anyone else playing Thor. Yeah, no. And, and, and he's huge, yeah. you know? Like, I, I know, and I'm not going to talk about the movie, but in the Avengers, um, there's a... Uh, well, that's where he really kind of came into his own, too, yeah, you know? Yeah, um, I, I was watching the making of that, and I don't know who the director is on, on, on that one, but... Joss Wheaton. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was saying, you know, like... This guy playing Thor, you look at him, he is yeah, Thor. Yeah, yeah. Like he yeah. is just humongous, you know? So like I couldn't I couldn't imagine somebody else playing him. So let's go to the next one. The next one's gonna be the Captain America the First Avenger. Yeah. And this was our introduction to Chris Evans as Captain America. And we were already we already knew him from a past. And I totally just let that I pretend it didn't even happen. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember him from it, but I remember him from like what was he? Not another teen movie, and the, yeah, he had done some garbage. I mean, this is what he's going to be remembered from. He is phenomenal in this role. Yeah, uh, probably one of my favorite characters because I really love. What, what's your favorite Marvel movie? Not it, not necessarily Marvel movie. Yeah, we should have probably started with that. It's we'll, tough, man. Of I, all the, not just these ten. Well, well, we could do just these ten, and or and you could do. I would one. say either. Civil War or Doctor Strange? Those are your two favorite. I know, you know. I mean, uh, I can totally see Civil War. Civil War is up there with me. Yeah, Doctor Strange definitely is not. Right, uh, but uh, I mean, Infinity Wars. You know, that can't Infinity really Wars be on. That, you can't really put that on the list. I mean, that's like my favorite so far. <laughs> uh, I love uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I I always go back to if I'm going to watch a Marvel movie and I only ha have time to watch one of them or. 
just a couple scenes from it, I will always jump to Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. So, and that all stems from watching the first Avenger for the first time. I thought when I first heard what they were going to do with Chris Evans by having him play that actor and then taking weight off of him, Mm -hmm. this is just something that we had never seen anyone do before. No. So watching him, you were like, how the hell is Chris Evans so friggin' tiny? Yeah. And it was amazing. People forget about who the general was in this movie, too. Do you remember? I do, but it's uh, I can't I can't right now. Tommy Lee Jones. That's right. Yeah, he was really good in he this. He was great. Yeah, really, really good in this yeah. role. Had a lot of great one-liners and was really funny. Yeah, I another person. This, I I love the scene where they're um, <coughs> in basic and yeah. the flagpole. Yeah, you know, and he oh, said, "21 years, nobody's grabbed that yep. flag. Get back to running." And he, he just pulls, pulls the, pin, the pin. You know, just like, falls on the ground, man. Uh, or when they drop the grenade. Anyways, yeah. I'm getting ahead of it. You know. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the story with Steve Rogers, because these other ones, I mean, they're pretty cut and dry. Thor was taking strictly from Norse mythology, and yeah. Iron Man was just that rich playboy who got in a situation, had to build a suit, and yeah. had money to be able to kind of make it his own war machine. Really. Yeah. But with Captain uh, with uh, Captain America, you had Steve Rogers, who was the had the biggest heart yeah. and mindset for any like red blooded American soldier that wanted to be. But had he was like Rudy, man. He had a, had zero friggin' ability, ability talent, skill, weight. Uh, muscle, tone, yeah. anything. He could yeah. not it, to the point where people are like laughing at him. Oh yeah, no, he was, he would get his ass kicked all yep. the time, and people would you know say, "What do you still want more?" He said, yep. "I can do this all day." That's my favorite line yeah. from yep. Captain and he does America. It, and he reuses it all the all time. All the time, dude. I love, he used it uh, really well in uh, Civil War. That's my favorite. That was the best yep. one when he get, says it to Tony because yep. he had gone a while before saying it. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. Uh, but I love so that what they do is they're Howard Stark and uh, played by, uh, damn, we got to look him up. The all guy right. from Preacher, uh, Jesse. No, Jesse's his name in Preacher. <laughs> He's what's really it, good. What's his name, Dave? Yeah, come on, Dave. You, at least you're not helping. If you're us not going to speak, man. you can at least play the role of producer. <laughs> on this fucking thing, lazy ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anyways, so you've got Howard Stark who comes up with this like. It's really kind of ridiculous when you think about it, but it really works well. So they encase him almost in this kind of almost like what like silver kind of coffin. And uh, inject him with, like, the super serum. No, that's John Slattery. Oh, on top. Dominic Cooper, yeah. Dominic Cooper, yeah. I always forget his name. He's really good. But. Yeah, so um, that machine that they put him into, and he's a little tiny guy, you know what I mean? (laughs) And when he comes out, he's all of a sudden, like. Chris Evans. Six foot four, 255 pounds of pure muscle. Agent Carter's eyes are real wide. Yeah. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) I remember even, like, uh. Uh, Tom Lee Jones is like, why would you pick this guy? He's right. like, he's he's like, he's got no physical tone. He's like, that's not what we're looking for. Right. And, and he throws the grenade. Yep. You know, he's like, oh, grenade. I forgot about the grenade. And he part. That was a really it. great you know, scene. Get away. Yeah. Get away. Yeah. You know, and he's that was like, a really great scene. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was. Yeah. So, and that's who you want for Captain yeah. America. Agent Carter, man. I love Peggy Carter. She's one yeah. of my favorite characters that goes through a lot of these different movies. And it's another one that went on to do a TV series that I loved. Oh, really? The Agent Carter television series. It was way better than The Shield. And it, and I actually watched all of it because they only let it go for like two years, I think, and they canceled it. Really? Had a lot to do with Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper was in a lot, but it was also his, uh, his like, butler, his... Uh, Right hand man named really? named Jarvis. 
Oh, no kidding. <laughs> was his butler and everything, and he was very multi-talented also and helped Peggy do things and everything, and she got into situations, and it was really fun. I, the actress that played Peggy Carr was really great in it. Uh, so you got to, and you also got to see Bucky, like super, super young Sebastian Stan. That's right, yeah. In that role, never knowing that he would ever be in any of the Marvel movies. I had afterwards. no idea. So I much so, no did, so much so that when Winter Soldier's coming up, and you're like, wait, who the fuck is this guy? I thought he died. <laughs> yeah. right. Or I don't even remember him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because yeah. it was, it was so it was Steve's friend that he grew up with, and he went off into war, and he just, he just died. Yeah. And you didn't know what what happened to him, and. So we'll we'll come back to him in four movies. Yeah, no <laughs> because, shit, right? Uh, they kind of, that's kind of what they did to us. Well, uh, let's see. But they he found him though when the red skeleton and uh, the little short German yeah, yeah. doctor with the glasses they, they find him there. They yeah they found him there because he was trying to get him out of there um, when the place was exploding. Oh, I don't remember. And that. yeah, I'm just trying to think of how they got him back. Huh. Well, that he just showed up. Oh, like, is that what it was? It, yeah, in Winter Soldier, he just showed up. Oh, maybe he didn't make it out of there. I can't remember yeah, yeah. now. Because I remember, as far as Steve knew, he was dead at some point. It was either at the be- at the beginning of Captain America or by the end there. Right. But, uh, because he didn't. He certainly didn't expect him to show up. As uh, the Winter Soldier. As the Winter Soldier. Yeah, no and He way. was masked for a long time God, in that movie, so too. so cool, too. Well, we'll talk about that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But first Avenger, it really, and I love the stuff they did with Hugo Weaving uh, as the Red Skull. Yeah. And uh, it was really, really amazing. And then, like you said, that little German guy who we saw, he was like the head bag boy in uh, The Mist. Oh, really? Yep. He was one huh. of the, He was the one who could shoot the gun. Oh, uh, wow. Really well. He had won tournaments and stuff like that. <sighs> really, really good. So he came in there and he rocked that Yeah, uh, everything that I've ever seen him in, I've liked him in. I don't know who he is or... He played you know. Hitchcock in like... Uh, I think it was called Hitchcock. Really? Yeah. Um, supposedly really uh, good job. So yeah, I liked Captain America First Avenger. It, it was exactly what you wanted Captain America to be. It, the villain was great. Uh, Hugo Weaving, he's one of those guys that uh, he's just got that awesome voice, man. Yeah, yeah. That's why he was great. As being, that's why he was great for yeah. that because you just had to hear him. You didn't get to see him, Mister Mister Smith. Agent Smith. Agent yeah, Smith. You know, and he was in was it Lord of the Rings that he was yeah, in? Yeah, he was the head elf. You know, El- Elrond or yeah. yeah. I mean, dude gets all over. Yeah, he was really good. So what was good about the first Avenger is you don't have to wait long, just a year, to be able to see uh, Steve Rogers again in uh, 2012's The Avengers. Yeah. This is this is where it took off. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, there's several points in Marvel history, in yeah. the cinematic history, that you can point to that this just went next level. Yeah. Uh, there's this one, and I don't think it happens again until Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then it almost happens with... It definitely Everyone happens... After it. It, well, maybe not number 10 here. No. But definitely number 9. Oh, well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I got you. But it, it's weird where you can you can almost feel it as a moviegoer that that it just went like next level and you didn't realize because you got to remember there wasn't a lot of uh universes out there. It's kind of become a word now, you Yeah, know? no, absolutely. Everybody's and, got their and own And people universe. in these fast these past franchises that we grew up to are realizing it. They were like, holy crap, we could we have a Star Wars universe. Yeah. We could do a... There's ones they haven't even thought of yet. I'm uh, looking forward to that Castle Rock. The Castle Rock. At that's another this great example. I can't wait for uh, that. That they just are smart that they like can you, work all these old things in. Yeah, like you said, M. Night Shyamalan's creating his own now. You know what I mean? Like it, And, and this really did, I think, create that. And... <coughs> Oh, sorry. Well, wrong. <coughs> I hate when that happens. Well, you know, I remember <coughs> if this came out in 2012, 
I remember in 2010 hearing about this movie. Yeah. And oh, just, yeah. The, we we just, knew this was going to happen. The second Thor came out and yeah. then Captain America, we yeah. knew that, oh, they're building Thor. Oh, my gosh, yeah. dude. You know, so. And that's what they were doing on Netflix with those Netflix ones. The problem was that they built to it and it came out and it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Ugh. Yeah. But, but, yeah, when the Avengers came out and everyone had known their characters by this point, mm-hmm. the only new character we hadn't seen before is Ruffalo. Yeah. We hadn't seen the Hulk. So we, and he's arguably the, the show stealer in this movie. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because you're just waiting for him to turn into the Hulk the yeah. whole time. But he's very charismatic as as just David Banner, too. Oh, yeah. I love the scene where... Uh, she takes she, him out to she, the... Where she goes to see Edge him. of town. Um, she gets... Oh, go ahead. No, when... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the scene I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, when she gets the little kid to, uh, yeah. to go get him and trick him off to the side of town. Yeah. And then he, she basically has to convince with extreme prejudice right? Yeah, <laughs> that you're coming back, back with us, we're going to need you and everything. Yeah. Because at the very beginning of the movie, it was pretty, it, they set it off really well. And Josh Wheaton, we should mention, this was his first movie. Uh, he also did uh, the Ultron one. But this was, uh, this is the guy who did Firefly and mm. Serenity and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh-huh. And so this guy was really well known for writing good stuff, being a great director, but I don't think anyone knew how great he was going to be when he did this Avengers movie. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I just have to mention one of my favorite little, what do they call them, Easter eggs yeah. in this, is I'm pretty sure it's after the uh, Captain America Winter Soldier where he's the end credit scene is he's punching the bag. Oh, yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson you know, shows up. And uh, he says, oh, it might surprise you. And he's like, oh, I bet you, uh, I, I I bet, bet you, bet you 10, $10. 10 bucks yeah. that it doesn't, you know. And then yeah. they go and they get on that ship. And yeah. he doesn't even say anything. He just walks up and hands him $10 yep. and turns around I, and walks away. I remember seeing that when I yeah. just rewatched it, too. And I forgot totally about it, yeah. too. That is uh, a great, great moment. That and in the same scene. That's very Joss Whedon, man. Like like the stuff with Coulson and him wanting him to sign his baseball cards and everything. That's yeah. so Josh Wheaton. Josh mm-hmm. Wheaton does a lot of good type fun stuff he brings kind of the fun to these types of movies right and uh i thought that's what the avengers was even like the the instant butting heads you know you immediately knew that tony and steve rogers were completely on different wavelengths right oh and thor and thor but it was more tony kind of just tolerated thor and liked busting his balls i like call him point break and shit. yeah <laughs> with, with steve you could tell that they really had fundamentalism oh yeah because, because thor's a god he's got his own fucking right. world and everything he doesn't really he's only here to fucking help us because it might interact his own world or jane's from there you know yeah but when you know uh Howard Stark was always talking about Steve Rogers growing up instead of paying attention to Tony. Yeah, and yeah. that's where it came from. Oh, yeah, yeah, hostility, yeah. you know. It's true because they had it's interesting the the shift how they got Steve Rogers Captain America from nineteen forties yeah. to current day. It's pretty mm-hmm. ingenious having Absolutely. him being like frozen frozen and ice, so everyone knew of him as the number one superhero. Yeah. And so he has to come right into and kind of Yeah. Didn't he say something like that? I've been you're the guy my father's been talking to years about. Yeah, yeah, type yeah. Of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and and I love how, you know, Loki Well that's really I guess that's really what Thor is there for because he's got an asshole brothers fucking up the world and he's gotta bring him back. Right. Well he's coming after the Tesseract on yeah. this one. And, you know, what they don't tell you is is Samuel L. Jackson is developing weapons yeah. for the Tesseract. So Loki comes to through the doorway. And that's when he takes over Hawkeye and Eric and... Which is, I think, what always kind of... 
I think that's what hurt the Hawkeye character the most. They didn't, it took him over immediately. So we didn't get to to meet Hawkeye or right. learn. I think that's why they threw that, that shit in, in Ultron where he's <laughs> on the farm and shit. Right. Which I'll talk about that when we get to it, but I thought that kind of brought the movie down a little bit and that should have been exposition that was thrown at the beginning but they couldn't do it because they turned him evil like immediately yeah. once the movie started right and because most people are like uh all right we're gonna kill someone off in the marvel universe who yeah. <laughs> who, yeah. who's it gonna be, it gonna be? <laughs> hold right there Hawkeye. Yeah. don't leave the room <laughs> anybody named Hawk? anybody not named hawkeye you can anyone go. that only has a bow and arrow yeah. <laughs> you can leave <laughs> but i'll tell you jerry uh jeremy Renner. oh he's great he plays I, it great I, I i loved a minute uh and i still love a minute and he might even turn out to be a huge huge part of avengers Infinity War too. Yeah, oh, I think so. <laughs> Everyone's valuable now. Yeah, no kidding, he's totally right? got that. Who who do you like? Who's your daddy now, bitch? I'm yeah. back. <laughs> I'm CEO, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the Avengers, man, seeing them come together, and of I course, love the, what's some of your favorite scenes? Well, my favorite scene in that is when. Uh, the Hulk takes Loki <laughs> yeah. up in Stark Tower and, you know, he's like, how dare you? I'm a god. Yeah. And he just slams him and he's like, oh, puny god. You know? <laughs> Very uh, similar to that. I love the scene where he just randomly punches Thor. Like they do yes. this huge action yes. sequence and it's over. They're yeah. going to cut to the next scene and yeah. all of a sudden that fist <laughs> extends. It just knocks him out of frame. Yeah. Uh, I love that. But I, I love the scene like you were talking about with Samuel when we found out that what Samuel was doing for the weapons and you realized that uh, they were really concerned with Banner turning. Oh, yeah. And we were waiting for it to happen. Yeah. To the point where they showed that Loki's standing on top of what was supposed to be for the Hulk. That oh, yeah. That would drop you down into this containment yeah. system. I just love when everyone's so concerned about uh, David Banner, and he's, he's talking, he's getting real angry, and you don't realize he's got Loki's scepter in his yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that moment. And then... Right when he turns, that that whole sequence oh, where yeah. Tony's got to go outside and kind of go kick into start. the kickstart it, and he's got to wait for uh, Steve love, Rogers to pull the lever. Yeah, I love in that part right there, and he's like, "Okay, what are we looking at?" And he looks at it, and he goes, "It seems to run on some sort of electricity." <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh man, yeah, it, it was really fun, man. And that whole end sequence, the end sequence was great. And the city, man, and the portal opens yeah. up, and the creatures are pouring out. I mean, it's just classic, and it ends with a classic like Christopher Reeve. I got the nuclear weapon. I got to fly it up into space yep, to get rid of it. Uh, type scene, and it works. And then he just falls down at the last moment, and Hulk grabs him. Hulk grabs him. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it was a really, really fun one, yeah. man. And you, you knew after that it was going to be one of the biggest uh, money makers, and everyone saw it, saw it a million times. Yeah, uh, when it was out there. And oh no, I, when it came out on DVD, <coughs> I paid twenty four ninety nine for it. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what I mean. I was like, yep, I'm owning that. Top dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also love where you know after the Hulk catches him and he rips the face off of him and screams at him to wake him back up. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like. You guys know what shawarma is? Shawarma. Hey, after this, we should all go and get some shawarma. And then the end Fan credit sequence. scene is them eating shawarma. And, you know, <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, well, this next one and this next one I had uh, I had only seen like two or three times until I just recently watched it. And mm. I forgot how much I loved it. And that's uh, 2013, the very next year, Iron Man 3. Yeah. 
Iron Man 3, and it's interesting, it's directed by uh, Shane Black, and Shane Black writes a lot of stuff. Uh, if you don't know who Shane Black is, he's doing the new Predator, but he was in the original Predator. He was yeah. one of the... Uh, Damn, you got a big pussy. Yeah, yeah. Damn, you got he a was, big pussy. He was one of the really funny guys on uh, on that movie, and then he's always been a champion for the uh, uh, Predator movies, but he people forget he wrote every Lethal Weapon movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, and wow. And I think he wrote Last Action. No, uh, Last Boy Scout. No shit. Uh, shit ton of action movies. That's and awesome. He's only directed like 10, I think, maybe, and a, a few of them are hit and miss. Uh, but he's he's a great writer, and so he came on as the writer and the director of Iron Man 3, and I loved what he did. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people were turned off by the kind of surprise ending with Ben Kingsley, which we can... We can reveal it here. I mean, this has been out forever, and yeah. it's a random Iron Man movie. But before we do that, well, let's get to it. So uh, this kind of goes off with the uh, – who was it? Gary – no, not Gary. Uh, the guy from Memento. Oh, shit. Now you're going to stump me. <laughs> um, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Ah! Yeah. So Guy Pierce <laughs> comes – uh, and as somebody from uh, from Tony's past, they show this great uh, past sequence where they they really dork up guy. Oh yeah, Pierce. Big Remember time. they give him like bad teeth yeah, and everything. Him, he's like almost a hunchback. It kind like. of uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, you know with the Incredibles, the character that becomes the bad guy. I actually never How, saw that. One. What? Well, you, you never you still haven't seen the Incredibles? No, what the hell, man? I know the Jason Lee character. He was like obsessed with the. Uh, with the Craig T. Nelson character, and he really wanted to be a part of the Incredibles and everything, uh-huh. and he shunned him, and he sh- uh, and he kind of pissed him off, and then he ended up making his mission to screw over right. the Incredibles later in life when they're not uh, thinking about it, and that's exactly what happened with the Guy Pierce character. Mm-hmm. He wants to talk to Tony about this uh, great stuff that he's doing, and Tony being an asshole and not interested, he's got two girls on his arm. He's like, "Yeah, be be up in the roof. Yeah, I'll be, I'll there be up in there. In, I'll be up there in five minutes." Yeah. And, He's up there for an hour. He's contemplating jumping off and everything. Yeah. And I guess that was like a turning point for him. And he makes it his kind of uh, a mission, mission to yeah. to screw over Tony. And he creates something really horrendous. Yeah. And but <clears throat> doesn't it also like it, it heals, heals people? people. Yeah. Remember, he's he's testing it on like ex military people who have amputees. Right. So people that have lost their arm in the in a leg mm-hmm. are taking. I don't know if it's a serum. Is it a serum or is it's it some, some kind sort of, like of treatment? An inhaler or something like that. Is that what it is? They're, yeah. They're, it's uh, like it's like an orange thing, yeah. and they break it and yeah. suck it in. And, and the special effects in this movie are really amazing. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's like it's it's like this fire lava. molten lava just under their skin. Yeah. And at times when they get really angry, you'll see it in their eyes. Yeah. Has that really good guy who was in uh, the Twenty Four series? He was also in the Departed. He was the one who shot Matt Damon outside the elevator. I he looks say. just like uh, he looks just like Timberlake. Uh, he's been in a lot of random type movies, but he was kind of the head thug in this movie. It was him, and there was that girl, and there's a. Awesome sequences when the fight sequences are really brutal. Yeah, man. They are really good. Really, in that really movie. good. You could tell that the guy who did this really new action uh, sequences, which is one of the uh, exciting things with the uh, Predator coming out. All right, since Dave's useless, we're gonna Justin's <laughs> show me James James Badge Dale is yeah. his name, and he was really really phenomenal in this movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Another great thing. We'll get back. To, we're talking villains here, but. Uh, the real villain, <laughs> I guess you can't say the real villain. Uh, the major villain that they were pimping in this movie was the Mandarin. 
And what they did right. was they showed a lot of, uh, they were like uh, Al-Qaeda attacks. Yeah. They came on like Bin Laden on the camera and saying, I'm going to destroy. Right. Well, and they would hack the TV. Yeah. And know, they would hack the and, TV and everything. You know, send messages like that. So Guy Pierce really wasn't on anyone's friggin' radar. Everyone's looking for the Mandarin. Right. And uh, they don't know what the hell's going on with them. So uh, Tony, another thing Tony uh, uh, does in this movie that really changes the elements is that uh, the idea that he could have uh, the suit remotely come to him. Oh, yeah, like, that was awesome. From like a city away or yeah. something like that, just by holding his arm out, like a, almost like the super so, uh, strong magnet or something. Yeah, well, he puts, he inserts it into his yeah. own arm. Yeah. He like injects three or four of them into each forearm. There's a great scene where he, he ends up getting lost at one point and gets taken care of by a little kid. Remember his suit malfunctions? Oh, yeah, that's right. And the kid lets him stay at his house and everything, and he, this kid's helping him build stuff. And at some point, he leaves the suit there, and so he's fighting... Uh, I don't know if he's fighting Guy Pierce or he's fighting one of the other guys. And uh, he's trying to activate the suit, and they, the kid's got it like locked in the... Uh, like the barn. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and he's yeah. got to open the door and it just busts out of the barn. I forgot about and that. Yeah. You can tell that it's going to Tony and the kid's got wide eyes and everything. And not to jump forward, but that uh, there was that great scene at the very end where the kid went inside mm. and he had, he had a brand new car in there. Yeah. And this kid was like, you could tell he was like seven years from being able to drive. Yeah. But he yeah. had a new computer, new everything. Like his, Tony like bought him so much shit. And I right. thought that was just a great, cool little element that they added to it. Absolutely. But yeah. Anyway, so Tony's like searching for, as a viewer, we're seeing all the stuff with Guy Pierce. We're seeing the guy, uh, the stuff with Dale Badge, mm-hmm. who's going around like a badass and killing people and losing his arm and it's like growing yeah, back. Yeah, that's right. All this, these guys looked like they were super hard to beat. Even in the suit, it yeah. was like really hard to beat. Well, and also, I mean, Tony was pretty much at that point having, he was on the edge of a breakdown. Yeah. Remember, it was his birthday and he's getting drunk and yeah. shooting everything at Well, he wasn't, and, was that this one or was that second one? The second one, he got drunk a shitload too. I know. Oh no! I'm, yeah, you're right. That is the second one. But I'm thinking this of one is the, the one where he was, this was the one where he was having anxiety attacks. That's what it was. Remember, yeah. he was pulling over and he was the the don't don't mention New York. Don't yeah, mention New yeah, York. yeah. <laughs> I didn't mention New York, but you just did, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he had his own little thing going on, but he was trying to search for the Mandarin, and and at some point he finds him. He goes and he he's like goes into this place where he knows the Mandarin's going to be and he's there's these two like hot chicks in bed yeah. and all of a sudden uh Ben Kingsley comes out of the uh bathroom. Uh, out of the bathroom just holding like a Miller Lite or something and yeah. he's not even talking <laughs> in like his uh his Iraqi accent he's talking in like a British accent exactly. and everything and you realize shortly on that this guy is not the Mandarin. The Mandarin that really doesn't even exist. He's he's an actor oh that's God. been hired to come in there and play this role. Yeah, and it was really funny, man. Oh yeah, I, and I think a lot of people didn't like it because a lot there was a major character in the comics. Oh yeah, oh was uh, it? And I mean, technically, ultimately, I guess Guy Pierce was the Mandarin. He even said it at the end, "I am the Mandarin." Oh, type I got of thing. You. So yeah. that's I guess they can get away with it like that. But he certainly looked kind of like how Ben Kingsley was supposed to look. I got you. And I thought it was great. I thought we could still see him in the marvel universe at some point i think it would be funny yeah <laughs> uh, but i thought shane black did an amazing job coming in here and just uh in in busting uh i mean it's not easy coming in and do a number three of yeah. anything you know yeah absolutely and making it good enough that you'd be willing to go and see a number four yeah because it had been 2010 so man there's 
one, two, three. There were three movies, but only th- so each year there was a movie between the Iron Man two and Iron Man three. And now they're pumping out three. You know, there's like three at a time. Uh, but yeah, Iron Man three was really amazing. And that same year, so Iron Man three came out. I, I I'm guessing it was the beginning of the year. I'm not sure, but right after that is uh, Thor: The Dark World. I love The Dark World, man. This was a really good one. Yeah. Now, see, I, I like, I remember, and I think it was awesome where they go to the building, and yeah, they start yeah, yeah, to because yeah, yeah. not much that like that's early on in the movie. Yeah. It's kind of the beginning. You don't really know what's going on uh-huh. yet. And uh, well, we see some of the stuff with the dark elves, and the dark elves we realize are evil as shit. Christopher right. Eccleston plays the head dark elf who. If you're listening, you might know him from, uh, he played Destro in the G.I. Joe movie. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of the, I, the two I, G.I. Joe movies? I have, but it's been a while. I've seen them both. Yeah, um, he was in the first one. And Gone in 60 Seconds, he played the Carpenter. He was also in a great movie called Shallow Grave. If Dave was here, he'd love to talk about it. You sure you don't want to take that gag off, Come on, Dave? Dave. You don't want to talk about Shallow Grave with me? Come oh, on. fine. You've lost your chance. Yeah. <laughs> Sulk. Do it. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, he was great in that. And he came in here as the head dark elf, but... The guy who played Adabisi in Oz uh-huh. was, he's huge. He also played uh, Mr. Echo in the, in Lost. Uh-huh. And he came in to play the other guy who ended up, uh, <clears throat> he had a great scene, <clears throat> excuse me, where he uh, he put this helmet on his head and yeah. it kind of morphed to yeah. his head. And he became like this Lord of the Rings style creature almost. Yeah. And he was vicious. He was almost man. invincible. <clears throat> yeah, he was. He was super, super hard he to take out. He broke through that cage. You know, they had yep. that, and he just busted it out. Yep. And remember, Loki was like, let me out of here and I'll help you. And he looked at him and just was like, nope, and yep. walked away. <laughs> you know? I'm pretty sure this is the one where it has the Tesseract. At the end of this one is where Thor's buddies go and bring it to the Collector. Could Oh, yeah. yeah I'm pretty makes... sure. I don't think they showed the Collector in 2011. I think they would have showed him like in 2013, a year. That makes a little more sense. A year before Guardians it makes sense oh, so yeah. uh so that's kind of what the uh the dark elves were wielding you know but at the very beginning he's he's still kind of looking for jane and uh in the real world jane and uh the cat dennings character and her uh she's got like a, an assistant in this one who's funny they have like a rapport together and uh that's they, right they go to it yeah they remember they end up making out at the end yeah uh, and then um so they find this building with like a portal in it and remember they're dropping stuff? Yeah, they're dropping And not stuff. everything comes back. And right. remember he throws his, are those the car keys? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and somehow Jane gets sucked into it and this like weird entity like takes part of her. Right. It's like this weird evil like, like vapor yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. That, yeah, that gets inside of her. red. And remember she ends up going to Asgard. Uh, what's his name comes down. They realize anyone that touches her like flies off and like uh, no one can touch her. Right. Uh, and so he brings her back to Asgard and at one point Odin touches her, remember, mm-hmm. and it knocks him at his ass back oh, shit. Uh, and everything. So they know something's wrong with her. And uh, <clears throat> so that's kind of where the, the, the premise of this goes with the, uh, they, they got to get Stellan. This is my favorite part. I was mentioning with Stellan. Uh-huh. They, it's a random scene where they, where I, apparently he's gone mad after the Avengers. I mean, he was kind of touched with Loki's like scepter uh-huh. and everything. So we uh, we assume that he's kind of gone a little nuts. <laughs> yeah. They find him at Stonehenge, yeah. running around completely naked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they must they 
it looked like they filmed him doing it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean it's probably a soundstage. He's probably not actually at Stonehenge, right, but yeah. it was really funny just it to was. see him. Uh, isn't that Eric? Yeah, <laughs> type of character. <laughs> but for me, the uh, once she gets there, they have an attack on Asgard by the Dark Elves, and mm. it was crazy, man. That attack was so good, and one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is. Uh, and they introduce her in the first Thor, but just kind of in the background, you're like, oh, shit, Thor's mom's Rene Russo. But right. they didn't make it like a big thing of it. Yeah. Uh, in this one, she actually fights like the Atabisi character. Right. And like holds her shit. Yeah. <laughs> like sliding on the ground and everything. And eventually, I mean, it, she ends up losing. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it basically takes the, uh, it goes to the scene where Loki's being kept in these prison like cubes remember they're like right yeah. they're all lit up and you can like look at them like you're looking at like the zoo animals or exactly something. yeah and uh uh once that out of ec character comes in and uh i love when he's just staring at loki he's like freeing everybody yeah. from the prison but he looks at loki and yep. he decides not to do it just yep. keeps walking by yeah and because loki like studying the hell out of him and everything right and you realize that thor's got of kind of free his, his evil ass brother yep. because he's going to be really the only one that could help him uh, defeat the dark elves so really cool stuff don't they end up like doing like a double cross at the end where they do a trade and Loki actually is trustworthy at the end well at, remember at the very end uh, Odin's on the uh, throne talking to Thor tell him how great he's done now proud he is how many walks away and uh it's it's loki on the throne not that's odin, right not odin yeah uh yeah it was pretty great <laughs> yeah yeah and you realize loki's gonna come back he's gonna do other shit but he stays away until uh was he in age ultron i don't know i don't, know. I don't think he was i mean he's definitely in the very beginning of infinity war that much i know yeah i know that but yeah I think they realized they were doing a lot of Loki stuff anyways, because we had already, this is like the third time we've seen Loki as a villain, really. And he wasn't really as a villain in this. I guess he, he kind of, this was probably the start of him being tolerable. Right. But yeah. he was still evil as shit and didn't give a fuck type of deal. So, <clears throat> what was this, 2013? Mm-hmm. So this next one, 2014. This was my, this was my big daddy, man. <laughs> Captain America, Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's like very much like Avengers. This is where the uh, the franchise changed. Now, for me personally, this felt almost like a Jason Bourne movie. Yeah. To me, very very like spy thriller type stuff in this, and the action sequences were intense. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, absolutely, dude. Like, let's just let's just talk about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I Nick, know Nick Fury yeah. and Samuel Jackson's got the. Uh, I mean. He's got the privilege and the uh, the curse of only being in certain parts of each of these movies. You know, he comes in, he does his stuff, and he leaves. Right. He, uh, luckily, Winter Soldier is probably the most screen time he has in any of them. Yeah, I'd say that's because remember about he goes right. underground and he has to show up at Steve Rogers' house and everything, and then right. they got to fake his death and they got to do a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. So he was in a lot of uh, um, Winter Soldier, but there's a scene with him on the street <laughs> in oh his my car God. that is arguably one of the best action sequences. Oh, yeah. Ever on yeah, film? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's not just, like, superpower stuff. You know what I mean? It's Because like, he doesn't have any superpowers. Right, yeah, it's car chases and... You think they would put somebody with superpowers in charge, or maybe they, that's the reason they don't. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's too crazy. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us a little bit about the scene, man? Yes. Yeah. so um, so he's... I, I don't think he knows who he's running from yet. He's just running, because... Well, he's... Remember, he's parked. He's parked, like, at a light when he's looking... He looks over and he sees two cops... Uh, next to him and I think he 
the light turns, and right when the light turns is when they box them in. Right. And that's when the uh, the major shit happens where they take out, like, the Gatlin guns and and, just start. and start pounding away at it. But the, the best part for me was the digital, the, uh, the voice Absolutely. of the car. Yeah. Telling him. Integrity level. Telling him the integrity level yeah. is at 15%. Yeah. That's 8%. And this is functioning. He's, or this isn't functioning. This isn't functioning. He said, enough. Tell me what is yeah, functioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's you working. <laughs> and I love the idea that at that moment we uh, uh, we realized that the car can fly, yeah. but it can't, right. you know? Yeah. But I, who knew that it even could? Right. So it was really amazing where he was like, can we take off? We can't take off. This is not working and everything. Right. And at some point she wants to activate the countermeasures or something and he wants to hold right. on that because he's waiting for them to wear down the integrity on the windows so he can bust out his Gatling gun and like take them all out right and which is just an amazing scene and if that wasn't enough then he just takes off yep and they do this amazing car chase scene mm-hmm. and th- the reason winter soldier works for me is because it's the uh the russo brothers i think personally i think the best thing to ever happen in the Ma- uh, marvel universe is the russo brothers come in and do winter soldier because doing winter soldier allows them to come back and do Civil War. Right. Then they do Infinity War Part 1. They're doing Infinity War Part 2. They really bring a seriousness along with a, a decent amount of humor, but not uh, not a whole lot. When you think Winter Soldier, you don't think humor. When you no. when you think Infinity War, you certainly don't think uh, humor. You do a little bit in Civil War just because of the stuff with Spider-Man at like the airport and yeah. stuff like that. Ant-Man. And, and Ant-Man. Yeah. I mean, you can't have, you can't not have humor. Like by this time, the humor that was Robert Downey Jr. is gone. He's pissed away that humor. He's like right. this bitter old man now yeah. who just doesn't give a shit and my, mommy and daddy are dead and I'm hanging out with the guy who did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought Captain America Winter Soldier started off really strong and some of my favorite stuff is with him and the Falcon. That opening oh, scene where he's yeah, running around, around on, on your left. On your left. On your left. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> on your left. <laughs> well, even that scene where they're at the under the tree and he's talking, he he busts out that list of things that he has him remember uh-huh. that he has to he has to listen to, uh, like uh, what was that? It was like Marvin Gaye. I think he told right. him like a Marvin Gaye album when he yeah. wrote it down. But you could pause it and you could see all the stuff people have told him about. I think like Nirvana is on the list or yeah, something. Yeah, well, and um, I think I've said this previously, but uh, they actually did a poll of, you know, what should go on this list. Oh, yeah. Like all around the world. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that. the top that. 10 things were, right were, there. were on that list. That's awesome. You know, so that's pretty neat. Yeah, it is really cool. And they, there's a lot of great stuff with Charlotte Johansson in this. She's one of my favorite uh, characters. She just kicks ass in this. Oh movie yeah, when too. she just shows up to pick him up. Oh yeah, you know, right there. He's like, <laughs> "Sorry, gotta go." Yeah, you know, it's great. I, I love. We didn't talk much of her being in. Uh, was it Avengers two? No, Iron Man two. Was the oh, first time the we saw her as the yeah, secretary. Yeah, you know, she, she shows up as the secretary, and all of a sudden, you realize that she's not a secretary. She's Black Widow, and she's a badass. Yeah, they're talking about the Black Widow movie right now. I'd go, I would, I'd go I'd see go that see all. I'll go see that all day long, man. Yeah, just to see like some of her spy oh, missions man. and stuff like it. that. It doesn't have to be superpower stuff, you know. Which was the one I totally. It, it has to be Winter Soldier. Is it where they they where she's getting interrogated? You think she's getting interrogated? No, that's the that's the Avengers. Oh, that's the Avengers. Yeah, that's, yeah that's yeah, the first yeah. time she's in the like, Avengers. She's like, this guy's giving me everything. And he's like, we're pulling <laughs> you out. This moron's giving yeah. me everything. I got him right where I want <laughs> Give him. Give him the phone. And he's like, 
I've got two FT 18 scrambling <laughs> right now. They'll you know hit you before you can Colson, hang up the man. phone. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, and she just had revealed her as a badass, so we knew coming into Winter Soldier that she was going to kick ass, and she had a lot of great scenes in yeah, that man. Yeah, there's that great scene where they make that incursion onto that like ship. Uh, it was like a. Um, yeah, it's like a tanker. It's like a tanker or yeah. something like that. And she's remember she's got a separate mission from him and, and right, stuff, yeah. stuff, and it pisses off uh, him. But it uh, it showed kind of that they were occasionally on different wavelengths. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it also that was a great scene too, where Cap just jumps out of the plane and the guy. And oh the, yeah, and he's like, Crossbones. did he have a parachute on? And he's like, no, he did not. No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, there's a great scene with those two. It's probably my second favorite scene for this movie is the elevator sequence. Man. Oh, yeah, dude. And just to see, though, that's that's what I'm talking about with, like, close quarter type fights. That's very Daredevil season one and two. Oh, really? Uh, so so great like that. That Charlie Cox guy is really, really good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea that, especially the first one, because the first one, he's not even wearing a suit. He just wears a black sash over his head. Oh, really? Like, over his eye, because he's blind. Right, yeah. So he doesn't even need it. So right. he covers his face, and you can just see his mouth, and it's really really great nice. that first one he doesn't even get the daredevil outfit i think until the very last episode oh really uh, so the first one he's just very kind of dirty and grungy Hell yeah. and that's what i loved about the elevator sequence man and just the build-up you saw more people get on right when you thought yeah. it was full two more people got on yeah dude anyone who wants to get out uh, get yeah. off before we start i'm telling oh, you man and he just, just how far it goes where he's literally got to go out the window yeah. eventually and it just gets so bad yeah. going down different floors and it's really intense. I like the idea that they're on the run too. That great sequence where it's uh, we find out Nick Fury isn't dead. Yeah, and we didn't even mention the Winter Soldier yet, and that's kind of where the Samuel Jackson uh, car sequence went to. Remember during that, we talked about the great car chase, but it ultimately goes down to that the grenade. Winter Soldier showing up in a like a magnet grenade. Yeah, that shoots across the ground like a disc, or and just so cool. Uh, and then he has to like cut open Laser the friggin' cut. ground. Yeah, down. that's crazy. Uh, man, it's such a great sequence, but it's a great uh, way to introduce the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. You know, and <clears throat> not at that point, but at some point later on when they're fighting is when his mask gets off and uh, Steve sees him. Right. Which has got to be insane. I mean, this is his best friend that he thought... Was died 40 years ago, yeah. 50 years ago. And yeah. to realize that they're basically doing the same thing to him, right. at, but they're using him as... Uh, an assassin, and he has no idea who. And he, he has is no idea at all. At all, you know who's Bucky? Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, who's Dave? Yeah, who's Dave? <laughs> who's Dave? <laughs> who's this Dave guy? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I think this one. This one was a big game changer. I love the end sequence. That last yeah, half hour, great fight scene. That last half hour reminds me of the half hour, last half hour of Avengers, where it's just one big ass fight sequence. Yeah, uh, you've got that big. Uh, <clears throat> it's like an aerial, like, uh, what do they call those big naval ships? It, but it's it's flying in the air. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's movie. an aircraft and, and carrier. An aircraft carrier. Yeah. That's the uh, word. It ends up going down. Him and Bucky fighting on it and everything. Yeah. One of my favorite things with Black Widow in this movie is her disguised as that uh, that senator lady. Yeah. Uh, and that's the girl from uh, Logan's Run. She's awesome. She's a great oh, actress. Really? And uh, they used her to uh, to yeah. come Robert, into that role. And we didn't even mention Robert Redford. Robert Redford. That's, yeah, man. <laughs> Robert Redford came in and playing a, a, a sleazeball. Sleazeball, oh, man. Oh, still one of my favorite. He was a Hydra. 
Yeah, he was hired. They had infiltrated. Yep. That's, oh, that's and right. what was great is, uh, so you didn't watch The Shield. The Shield, at the same exact time as The Winter Soldier came out that mm. Friday, yeah. there was an episode of The Shield. And uh, no, it was the following week. I think they let... Uh, Winter Soldier do it first, but it affected the Shield show. Oh, really? Where it, everyone busted in and started taking over the Shield, and Hydra took over, and Hydra was running the country now. Oh, right shit. afterwards, so it affected both shows, which I'd never had seen before. That's it was crazy. really interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but this movie had one of my favorite Robert Redford scenes ever in a movie, and uh, it's where he's in the, his kitchen talking to the Winter Soldier at the table. Oh, yeah. And his maid leaves. Comes back in. And she gets her keys and comes back. And yeah. you just see Robert De Niro's face. He's like, oh, man, I really wish Red you had come yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, and then just shoots her. Cold blood right there, man. Yep. It's still one of my favorite Robert Redford things. Of any of the stuff he's done, it's oh, just yeah. the the way you could tell, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I got to kill somebody here. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. vicious, man. But I love... His gets his comeuppance, man, where she pulls off her mask, and because at at some point you they must have had the chick from Logan's Run were do, was doing those stunts because mm-hmm. she did him as that as that character before uh, Romanoff shows herself. Interesting. I didn't uh, think about so, that. so it's really only the first like four or five kicks right. are her, and then she takes the mask off on everything. But they must have trained her to do that stuff, and That's she's got to be in her late sixties. Damn, because <laughs> she was young, young in uh, Logan's Run, and Logan's Run was. I mean, probably 78. Oh, wow. That was a crazy movie, man. You should see that. That's mm. really... I, I keep hearing every year that they're going to remake it, and they probably should. It doesn't hold up as much unless you're an old-school fan like me, but uh, it's still fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this goes down to the Winter Soldier, like, pulling Steve Rogers out of the water, and yep. uh, then he... That end sequence, there was two end sequences. This, this had two end sequences. One of them was Bucky seeing himself in the museum yeah. for the first time. But before that was the reveal of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Oh, really? It's the first time we see him. Remember, they, the uh, the German guys, like, do they know about the twins? Oh, that's and right. And they're in the, the cage. Cells. They're in, like, yeah. different cells. And one of them, uh, Scarlet Witch is playing with her magic. And, yeah, uh, and he's Quicksilver just, bouncing is just bouncing all over the place. Around. Yeah. And uh, we don't see them again until uh, Age Ultron. So we'll talk about them in two movies here because we're uh, we're at number nine out of ten here and uh this next one this is another game changer man guardians of the galaxy this movie was so goddamn fun now i had no idea who these guys were in oh, really? the marvel universe really? i just knew i don't think most people did to be honest i just with you. knew it was they're, a marvel they're kind film. of a rare rare comic they work and what's even in- more interesting is uh the original lineup of Guardians of the Galaxy aren't even in this movies. Actually, Michael Rooker's character is one of the original members. Really? Uh, that, uh, what was his name in the movie? I don't know. I have it written someplace here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so... Yondu. Y- oh, yeah, 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 yeah of yeah, course Yondu. I know who he is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he was one of the original guys, but <clears throat> all these people came from different stuff. Like, <clears throat> Drax was from... Uh, Iron, I know he was an issue Iron Man 55, mm-hmm. so he was originally an Iron Man guy. His, his first appearance in the comics was the same first appearance as Thanos. Oh, really? So if you own Iron Man 55, you're a rich motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're worth a lot of money because you got two first appearances of two of the biggest Marvel characters. Yeah. One. You don't doesn't happen much. And Batista. Uh, and he kills it. Yeah, he, uh, he's been getting props well, all that, over the place. Th- this was well, this was done by uh, James Gunn who's uh, really, really amazing at this. And uh, he cast it well, you know? I mean, first of all, Chris... uh, What's his name? Chris Pratt is, like, the flavor of the month. He's the... 
he's the Tom Hanks of this generation. You know, mm. he could put him in everything, and he's the everyman, and he everyone loves him, and everyone. Right. That you're not going to see him play a serial killer because it's, you're not going to believe it. Maybe yeah. when he's older, he'll do that type of stuff, but it's yeah. still going to be laughable. He's the likable. He's the guy from Parks and Rec, man. He's Andy. Yeah. He's yeah. hilarious. Fell and broke my leg. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's the other. You know, that is him. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, man. I always thought he would be the next Indiana Jones, man. He's perfect for He'd Indiana Jones. He'd be great Jones. for it, yeah. But then he went on to do Jurassic World, and I, oh, man, I yeah. would have held off and done Indy, man. Yeah. Indy would have been great for him. Yeah. So, as long as it's not Shay LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, Dave's a huge Shay LaBeouf fan, aren't you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> so, now, is this the one where Kurt Russell, or was that two? That's two. That's two. That's okay, two. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. So We should talk Rocket here, man, because... Yeah, oh my man. gosh. And Groot. And Groot, man. Yeah, Groot so, Rocket was, was, Rocket was from, uh, if I'm not correct, or... Uh, if I'm not wrong, it's from Hulk 271, uh-huh. and it was a horrible comic. He's a horrible character. <laughs> He's crap, man. Yeah. It was it was like the worst laughable character in the world. So the idea that James Gunn was going to use him, people knew that he was going to use him. They were like, what the hell are you going to do with him? Right. And now he's one of the like most loved characters in the Marvel Universe. Rabbit. I love him, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Rabbit. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I was listening when I'm watching it the other day, and you cannot hear Bradley Cooper in there, man. No, no, It's like a all. totally different thing than Bradley Cooper. Yeah. It's so weird that it's him. No, yeah, I don't even like... Same I, with Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? And they're both getting paid off oh of that. Oh, my God. You know, especially Vin Diesel. <laughs> you know, I'm just, Groot. Oh, come on, man. Just, that almost doesn't seem right that he's going to get paid the money he's getting paid to do that. But uh, Well, you've got the great girl who plays O'Hara in the Star Trek movies, and mm-hmm. she was also in uh, Avatar. Yeah, uh, I can't yeah. remember her name, and uh, she was phenomenal as... Uh, She's beautiful, too. She is beautiful. Like, just, like, classic beauty, mm-hmm. you know? She's great. Uh, and uh, the girl plays Nubella I liked uh, a lot. And who else was in this? We got the bad guy as... Uh, I forget who that bad guy is. He's he's a very, like, well-known, clean-cut British guy playing that Ronin character. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, the difference with this movie, too, than the other Marvel movies is this movie is driven by classic rock. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is soundtrack. too. Yeah, you know, I mean, you. I don't think you've ever heard any classic rock music in any of these movies. Uh, you got uh, ACDC yeah, with Iron I guess. Man. You I know. guess it wasn't a little bit of Iron Man, and but, they. But other than that, I mean, but this was like a soundtrack. Yeah, Marvel has not had a soundtrack. They've yeah. had a score. Yeah, you know, but they haven't. This had This plays soundtrack. throughout the whole thing, man, and yeah. it's just amazing. Where. Uh, I'm trying to think of that. I love the scene where they steal his uh, uh, his Walkman from him and he confronts the guy uh, that steals. That's my Walkman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he eventually has to get it back. Uh, so basically they did a really good job of introducing all these characters in clever ways. By this time we have known who Thanos is because we've seen him, I think, twice yeah. in end sequences mm-hmm. and everything. And he was in a little bit, actually. He was in... Uh, Damn, which one was it? Was it the Avengers where he was actually, fl- we saw him floating in, it, the, uh, in the air and he was talking it, to the guy? I think it might have been Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah, you might be right. I think that might, because I know he finally says it looks like I'm going to have to come down there and do it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. And so we've, uh, no, no, it was this, because Ronan is the one who's uh, who's talking to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, because we realized that he was an underling of Ronan. Uh, I and then remember with the, uh, because it starts with Peter Quill stealing that silver ball and then going to the city to uh, to sell it to the guy and the guy finds out that he works he's uh, 
stole it from Ronan. He doesn't want anything to do with it and everything. Right. And that's basically the moment where all the Guardians come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket and Groot just happen to be on that planet, and they're, like, scoping people out to just steal yeah, something from. Somebody's uh, prosthetic leg. I, I love them when they're, like, look, well, they're like scoping people out, and they're just making fun of them, and they come across Stanley. Who is this old guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you heard Rocket's voice for like two minutes before you saw who was talking to, mm-hmm. which I thought was a clever thing. Yeah. But the, this whole sequence when they got captured, you know, when uh, they keep losing the ball and Gamora's going after the ball and then uh, they end up getting, uh, Groot gets him in the uh, in the bag and then she cuts off one of Groot's limbs and he was like, oh, come on, don't complain, it'll grow back. Yeah. And then the, the Nova Corps shows up. And yeah, to my delight, right. when the Nova Corps shows up yeah. and John C. Riley, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're Star Prince. Yeah, <laughs> I remember you. Yeah. It's cool to have a nickname. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was so funny in this movie, and I don't know why they haven't worked him into the other ones yet. Because yeah. uh, I don't know, was he in number two? I don't think he was in number two. I'm not sure. I've he, only seen volume two. I think he was once. So yeah, I have to rewatch it. Yeah. I will before our next pod, but. Uh, this was just fun from the get-go because once they all got captured and Drax was in the prison yeah, and his introduction, I'm keeping this knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever call me a thesaurus? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. Uh, uh, so the prison sequence, man, that prison sequence was so killer, man, where that was the, I need that guy's leg. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Rockets, you, <laughs> this guy is our booty. Yeah. <laughs> when not. Uh, uh, Groot sticks his fingers up the big guy's nose. Oh, and, yeah. And then uh, Rocket goes off and sets the stage for what's going to happen in here. Right. And I love the uh, uh, Rocket's like, oh, we're going to escape. There's no question to it. We're escaping. <laughs> yeah. And then he starts telling him how he's going to do it. And while he's doing it, Groot's already starting to starting to enact the plan and right, everything. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's already going. So they basically have to like escape from prison like super fast. Yeah. Right? I love the leg thing, yeah. which, which breaks down to that great line from Infinity Wars when he wants Winter Soldier's arm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Oh my gosh. That's like one of the and funnier things. And that's the thing is, too. like you said, I mean, he was a terrible character yeah. in the comic. Uh, and, he's, and he's so great in oh the Oh, yeah. Movies. Everyone's favorite is Rocket yeah. Man. And uh, he's just, Bradley Cooper, like, nails it with that, yeah. uh, that dialogue. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, the whole prison break and. <clears throat> And even the, the shows the fact that Rocket knows what he's doing. Remember, he like he gets rid of all the atmosphere like outside the room that they're in, so everyone starts floating up. Oh there yeah, that's right. Them. Yeah, and then you get the uh, the whole stuff with um, Michael Rooker's character, the Ondu, mm. which has one of the cooler weapons in the world. Is that absolutely arrow, that he whistles when he too? whistles oh, that one so time cool. where that great wide shot in the field later and it on just in the movie goes through like thirty it goes people, through all of them, and oh, it just whoop, comes yep. right back to him. Mm. His lackey on that is uh, that lackey that sits, stands next to him all the time, mm. the skinny guy. He actually is the uh, the brother of the director. That's actually Sean Gunn, who's famous. He was in the Gilmore Girls, really super funny in the Gilmore Girls. Mm. And he's done a whole bunch of different stuff. But a lot of people don't realize that, that he's the one who wears the green suit for Rocket. Oh, really? So he's actually does all Rocket's movements on the set. No kidding. And then Bradley Cooper, they put the uh, digital shit in there, and then Bradley Cooper does the voice. Uh-huh. So it's weird knowing that he plays both of those characters in it. Huh. Uh, and he goes to a shitload of cons, too, now, so I'm glad he's gotten famous along along with his brother. Hell yeah. Uh, but this was great, man. This was this. was What was great about this is that, unlike a lot of these movies, 
uh, Peter Quill was kind of like <laughs> very similar to how Chris Pratt is. You know, he's the everyman and he brings that to the Peter Quill character, especially when you find out that he was like stolen mm-hmm. from Earth by some like, uh, I. it's not like sex trade, but it was more like... Uh, um, I guess you were forced they into were like they, traffickers. Yeah, they were like, or they were thieves or something. They yeah, kind like of like pirates, stole them from of. Earth and just used them to, as a kind of yeah, like pirates. I guess a, would a be kicking, a great example. Kicking and sounding board. <laughs> you know, they they, uh, they used them because so they had small. And they have a great scene with him in like Yondu when Yondu kind of uh, dies in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Remember he freezes out there in the uh, in space. Oh yeah, where he's telling Quill that he was his, uh, that he always thought he of him as a son and everything. And that yeah. relationship was really good. They get. They got at different points. You could got an idea from that. Like in Guardians, remember uh, Quill gives up his helmet for Gamora to mm-hmm. save her, right? And tells Yondu to come get him, and Yondu saves him right before he like dies in space. So yeah, it's kind of a cool thing. Uh, the only part that, of this whole movie that it took me a while to. Oh, we should get into that. We should talk a little bit about the Collector first, uh, because Benicio del Toro. Killed, oh yeah, killed it, man. Yeah, he killed was it great, dude. Oh. I just love his when he sees Groot for the first time. What is that? Yeah, <laughs> I would gladly pay you today yeah. for your uh, your corpse. Yeah. on the day you expire or oh, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Really, That's really right. Funny. I forgot and, about but that. But he seems like this likable character. But then you see these women that he's got there as like slaves. Yeah, and I love he does this. One of my favorite, and this is what I like about Benicio because Benicio always delivers his lines or mannerisms unlike anything you would imagine them to be if you just read that in a script sure and it's a great scene where they open the infinity stone for the first time and he does this thing with his hands yeah and rocket imitates him yeah to make fun of him and everything but just that shake of his hands of how excited he is when he sees the stone right really does it for me it was really really cool yeah and uh i love the scene where he's he gets goes to the end of the table and his eyes just turn as that woman approaches the infinity stone Mm -hmm. and he says step away from the stone and she grabs it with her hand and says, you can't control me anymore. And then it just blows up like, yeah. the whole fucking place. And Groot has to grab Rocket and run out of the whole thing and it just fucks everything up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Drax, remember Drax, it, like, called Ronan and told him they'd be there so Drax could... Uh, That's <laughs> right, him, yeah. You called <laughs> no, before that, I wanted to talk about the Collector, but the... Um, <laughs> the one scene that took a while to get wrapped around me was the dance-off at the end. You know, it kind of... Yeah. I understand it as being a distraction and everything, but it was so weird that Ronan could have killed him like four times. Oh yeah. I mean like <laughs> so quickly. Yeah. You know. And but the the whole I'm just distracting, I'm dancing. Yeah. It was yeah. a little weird. <laughs> but that fucking axe that he had, or oh. what that hammer or mm-hmm. whatever it was, that thing was ginormous. And I love that they they continued to do the uh Nebula character. Yeah. Uh she had a major role in Infinity Wars. And one, oh, yeah. of, one of the cooler uh, scenes where she's being tortured yeah. and everything. And you could tell that she was the... I mean, she's just another daughter that was stolen by Thanos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not only another daughter, but a lesser, <laughs> yeah. like, favored daughter. Right. She had to kind of grow up with Gamora being the favorite uh, of her insane dad. Sounds yeah. like a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but I think Guardians added that humor very much like uh, Deadpool did when it did it. That you were like, 
this is phenomenal for this movie. You could tell that it won't work with every Marvel movie, but it certainly works with the Guardians being a little bit more edgier in uh, when it comes to comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But, and, and I was I was curious of how those characters would do blended with the rest of the universe, mm-hmm. and they blended beautifully. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that stuff with Rocket and Thor, them deciding. I, I love that kind of uh, script mentality of deciding. What characters are going to go with what people? Yeah, you know, who's going to bond? You, you've who's got Peter break. Quill and uh, Tony Stark and Spider Man in a group. Yeah, and then you've got uh, Rocket and uh, Rocket, Groot, and Thor. Yeah, and uh, Peter Dinklage mm-hmm. uh, in that other group. Oh, and remember, Thor can understand Groot. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you've seen Infinity Wars twice. I've only yeah. seen it once. Oh, I, yeah. I'd love to go see it again. Oh, I think it's it's so playing good. in a theater, but it's it's still playing in a theater, but it's almost useless to go see now since it's going to be out in the. Yeah. It's going to be on DVD in like a week or two. So, yeah. But loved Guardians of the Galaxy, man. It was one of those ones, like you said, most 99% of the people who went in there to see it did not yeah, know Yeah, I, I went to go see it and because it, it was matter. a Marvel movie, and I knew that it was going to fit in somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but, I was like, I'm not going to miss it. It's also one of the movies that you could you could show to somebody who's not really a Marvel person, and yeah. they would enjoy it because right. of how kind of fun and just uh, funny it is. Yeah, you know, like I'm pretty sure Dave really enjoyed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Just nod your head if you like it. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. Very enthusiastic. Uh, All right, so the last one here, and this was kind of a downer to end on, but it, it brought a bunch of good stuff into the series. Here was. Uh, Avengers Age Ultron. Yeah, dude. 2015, man. So good. And the the big ads to the series that this brought, because uh, we only had seen them in that brief end sequence with mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch yeah. and uh, uh, Quicksilver. Right. Quicksilver as short-lived as he is. There's something interesting with the Quicksilver because people realize that, I'm sure X-Men fans out there realize that they have a Quicksilver. Yeah. Played yeah. by a different actor. Right. Ours is played by, uh, or the Marvel one uh, is played by Kick-Ass. Mm. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> and, oh, shit. Uh, and the other one is played by uh, the kid from American Horror Story. Uh, who right. was really yeah, good. I actually, really good I actually like the one in X-Men better. Yeah, no, I think yeah, he, me too. He just, I, he's almost like a different age though and everything. Yeah. And you don't realize it, uh, that Magneto, that they had rules because it's one of these characters that crossed both Fox and, uh, Fox, Sony and, uh, Marvel and Disney. Mm-hmm. So they actually sat down and came up rules That's where crazy. the Marvel people were not allowed to mention Magneto. Wow. No matter what. Yeah. And they were allowed to do that in the, uh, X-Men because Magneto was in that universe, even though he does cross over to a lot of these characters in the comics. Uh-huh. A lot of these characters. Uh, I'm, he's definitely in Avengers. He's. I know several books of the Avengers that uh, Magneto was in. I'm not sure he was in Thor or like Iron Man, but he's right. definitely been in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so it was interesting how they both, I guess, lived to learn. To uh, have different characters and everything, but right. they, they killed off Quicksilver pretty quick. Yeah, they did in these movies. So, yeah. but Scarlet Witch goes on, and she has a major, major role. I, re- I didn't realize how much she kind of lost her Russian accent in uh, between Ultron yeah. and like Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> she really has it in Civil War. Really? Yeah. So interesting. I mean, technically, I guess she's been around those people for a while. But, yeah, I suppose. But the third character, the big. Well, I guess there's two biggies. There's the big villain character, play, uh, Ultron, played by the amazing voice oh, yeah. of James Spader. He's so wow. good at that. The, I remember um, the commercials for this one before it came no out. Oh, the Pinocchio references me. and stuff, which fit that perfectly. That yeah. fits that whole character. I yeah. mean, basically, that's what it is. Tony's yeah. building this 
kind of uh, uh, this AI. entity, like an AI and everything, and then it, it just takes over, you yeah. know, and he can't control it, and it's sucking it all the... Gets into the internet. Gets into the internet, gets into all the uh, archives, and basically is replicating himself into what would be the vision. Right. And well, the, at first, remember, he takes, like, spare parts from the Iron Man, because yeah. that's when to everybody's To make the up. suit that he's wearing? Yeah, yeah. well, because... Um, Everybody's upstairs. They start arguing as it starts, you know, going on. And he's like limping to the door in this, you know, crappy little suit. And they're like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, and eventually he's like, well, I'm just distracted. I mean, that happens at the party. Yeah. It happens when they're getting drunk trying to lift the friggin'. Oh, that's that's that scene. Oh, that's the scene. And that was weird. It's such a carefree, fun (laughs) scene. So it's a weird place to put it, but it's perfect place to put it because. Everyone's having the time of their life, and then they just look over, and he is just yeah talking, falling apart. talking, yeah, and, exactly. uh, falling apart, and you realize, but, holy shit! So yeah, I have to, I have to say that we were talking about it earlier. You know, one of my favorite Marvel, especially as far as yeah, no, one of my favorite Marvel scenes is when they're all trying to lift the mm-hmm. hammer, and Captain America goes to lift it, and it just barely yeah, yeah. budges, and, and Thor's <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" You can like, see it across yeah, his face, yeah. and then he gets relieved when he can't yeah. do it. <laughs> Which is weird because the vision just can pick it up. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like here. You know, he's like uh, okay, like yeah. So that's what eventually happens. I guess Ultron. Ultron's trying to take over. Yeah. And uh, but he builds himself a robot uh, with his uh, conscience, but it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't go right. It gets it. Uh, it doesn't completely take over like Ultron does. They end up waking it up, and it. Uh, it's like a friendly. Yeah, well, it's um, Jarvis. Yeah, it's Jarvis. They they kind of he kept his voice and everything, and then he just went into the uh, the the suit. Yeah, um, and, and is run by the, an Infinity Stone, the Mind Stone. Right. I'm trying to remember where they got that from, though. The Mind Stone. Yeah. That I'm not sure. Was that Ultron that got that? Maybe. I can't remember. Man, I forgot about the part that um, the part when he goes to the Wakanda guy when he goes to the circus. Dave, what what? <laughs> What was your favorite part? <laughs> he loves the Andy Circus. I for, I totally forgot until I rewatched it that Andy Circus was in this. Uh-huh. Uh because you remember him from Black Panther. He right. was he was amazing in Black Panther. Yeah. He was one of the best characters in that movie as like the, the one with no arm. Yeah, right? the one with no arm, but yeah. we got to see him lose his arm in Age of Ultron. Yeah, because he was screwed over him. and it, it looked like the deal was going so well too. Yeah. And because he, he's like, I'm gonna give you more money than you ever had, and he's like looking at his bank statement yeah. or, or the digital readout and everything. Right. But then I, I love of James Spader or Ultron's right. like reaction, he says, "Oh, I'm sure that'll be all right." Yeah. <laughs> when he takes his arm yeah. off, <laughs> and I, I really, I don't think that he even meant to actually take his arm off. I think he yeah. just no, no, was, no. I don't think he did. You know, I think he was just like, "Well, come with me," and yeah. just ripped his arm off. You know, like, <laughs> and that was one of the first times we they had mentioned Wakanda, mm-hmm. and they mentioned Verbra- uh, Ver- vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah. There it is, and how like of a major substance that it is, and it's only in Wakanda. Yeah, and how and, much they have, and that's what. Uh, uh, Captain America's uh, shield is made out of right, and uh, they had that great line uh, where Ultron's like they have all this power and they use it to make a frisbee. Yeah, that's uh, really really <laughs> great. <laughs> I, I mean, the shield is one of the still. Uh, oh man, could you imagine if they made a vibranium Iron Man? Oh yeah. Oh well, see that's what I loved about Black Panther's suit is that it would reflect the energy. Yeah. Off. Onto right. whoever was kicking him. Yeah. So it was like you get hit and it just knocks your ass off. Yeah. We'll talk more about that next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ultron really kind of uh, was also a next step because, it, like I said, it introduced all those new characters that have gone on to be major. I mean, 
uh, the Vision, and they they kind of put the seed in there with the Vision and Scarlet Witch yeah. having kind of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting where that goes Absolutely, in like Infinity yeah. War. Yeah, because oh, wow. they have a very pivotal scene or a couple of pivotal scenes mm-hmm. in uh, Infinity Wars with them together. Uh, and similar with the Mind Stone in his head, where it's literally like ripped out of his friggin' head. Yeah. <laughs> And we should mention Paul Bettany, how great he is. Oh, yeah. Not only as the voice of Jarvis, but as mm. the voice of and the body Character of Vision. Of Vision. Yeah. I think I, it's great that he <clears throat> he started the universe just in a sound booth. I know, right? Like, Holy shit, I get to be on the set now. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Like, imagine if somebody came to you and said, hey, listen, we want you to be this voice of this computer, and it may go somewhere, and it may not. What do you think? You know, and it turns into what is it? Is 19... there a steady paycheck in it? Yeah, nineteen I'll movies you want. now. You know, I mean, jeez, <laughs> man, it's so good, man. And <clears throat> that was number ten. So that it's kind of where we're gonna leave it off with this pod. And the next one we'll start with Civil War, which is a great one to kind of start off the next pod with, because Civil War, it's. It's one of the best. I was just talking to my cousin the other oh, day, yeah. and he was watching it for the first time, and he was like, oh. he was like, man, I didn't know what this scene was. I said, you've got to the airport scene yet? Yeah. The airport scene like, that's the scene, man. I could watch yeah. that airport scene all day long. I'll man. fast forward straight to it. Yeah, and, it's a great scene just to jump to, movie, man. Yeah. Uh, I really do like Civil War, and I love uh, where they go with it after that. So I can even, what's the list here? I'm going to read off uh, what will be on the next pod here. Mm. Well, I think after uh, Ultron is Civil War. Um, well, actually, no. Uh, Civil War does not start the next pod. Oh, really? The next one is started actually with Ant-Man. Ah. Ant-Man's 2015. Then 2016 would be Civil War. Really? Also, 2016 is Doctor Strange. Yes. 2017 has three movies, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And then three in 2018, Black Panther, Infinity War, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. All right, let's just do the rest of it right now. Okay. Well, we haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. Can't do it yet. Yeah, that just came out like a week ago, and I plan on seeing it either tomorrow or this weekend sometime. I'm um, definitely eager to see it. People are saying good stuff about it. People are saying it's got good end sequences nice. uh, in it. So uh, I didn't realize how much Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, so I'm excited to see Michelle oh, wow. Pfeiffer. Nice. I hear that at the very beginning they do an aging sequences like they've done with uh, Michael with, Douglas in the first Ant-Man, uh-huh. and they did with Tony Stark in right. Civil War, Yeah, where uh, you see Michelle Pfeiffer and she looks like she's walked off the set of Scarface. Oh, wow. That's how young she is, and they That's do it with crazy. Michael Douglas too, so I'm eager to see, uh, because she looks fabulous now, so uh-huh. uh, I, I want to see what she looks like in her outfit and everything, so it'll be cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's, uh, it's, I don't think we're going to release these consecutively, so it'll probably be, there might be an episode or two between our, uh, part one and part two of the Marvel pod, so you'll have to pay attention to when that will be. Next week we'll have, Dave will be back, yes. I'm sure, and, uh, or at least he'll be ungagged. <laughs> he learns his lesson, he learns his lesson. <laughs> Bring out the gimp! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us on, uh, we're set up on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can leave us a review or a comment or a like. And we're also on Twitter at at Dupree Podcast, and our Facebook page is at Fascinated with Films. And email is fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. So I think that'll about do it. Until next time, see ya. Bye, Dave. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Bacon.